something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The I Am Rappaport Stereo, Stereo Podcast, live. live. You're down with Rappaport, yes I am. 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 You better tune in, IamRappaport.com. Cause every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set, a seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit, rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track, cause he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions, toasted bagel, cream cheese, and lox. This is I Am Rappaport, the Show never stops. We might catch him out in public, stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo, wiggle, please. Wiggle, please. I am Rappaport Podcast. All right, this is the I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live from the IABs. This is a fantastic mashup potpourri episode. So I got to interview on this episode the big Hall of Famer, Shaquille O'Neal. He's here talking about the big podcast. Amber Rose, she's here talking about her new podcast and some other things that are bugged out. Her new podcast is called Love Line. I got Fearless Conversation with Abby Wambach. She's an American, she's an American hero. Gold medal winner. Many, I mean, probably one of the most coveted soccer players in the world. I got the guy from TED Talks. His name is Guy Raz. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Stuff You Missed in History Class with these girls, Tracy Wilson and Holly Frey, Stuff You Should Know with Chuck Bryant, I got my man Jim Brewer, Adam Carolla, 
Yo, listen, I talked to all these people. I love this episode. Totally out of context. You're going to love it too. This is, this is a really good episode. It's a potpourri podcast extravaganza, and we're getting into it right now. All right, I'm going to tell you something that's real. Thousands of people seeking home security get ripped off every single day. Okay, they're getting ripped off by other home security systems, all right? And the home security industry wants you to believe it's your only option. They got hordes of salesmen out there trying to scare you into signing one of their long-term contracts, wasting your money and scaring the crap of you. You get stuck with writing a huge check month after month after month with no way out. That's a robbery. It's robbery by contract, and it could cost you thousands. But I'm telling you, I am here to tell you there's a better way to protect your home. Simply safe home security. I have one now. I feel so good. I love it. I sleep like a baby. Simply safe home security. My apartment here in New York City is now protected by Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has no contracts, none. You'll get award-winning protection, okay? Named the best in the industry. You'll get security professionals watching you ready to instantly send the police ASAP, okay? And it's just $14.99 a month. That's less than half of what most companies charge, $14.99 a month. Protect your home, protect yourself, protect your family the smart way. Visit simplysafemike.com. Simplysafemike.com. Go right now and you'll also get free shipping on your order and a free keychain remote worth $25. It only takes a minute. That's simplysafemike.com. Trust me, I have Simply Safe in my home. I feel good. I feel comfortable. I love this brand and I love the security system. All right, this is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast <laughs> with, I don't even have any adjectives to describe you right now, Amber. Why? There's too many adjectives that are racing through my head. <laughs> um, with Amber Rose, who, since the last time I saw you, Amber, a lot of things have happened. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you now have your own podcast. Yes, my own podcast, my own talk show. Um, slut walk. Yes. Uh, I have a deal with Estee Lauder. Shit. Like, so, like, uh, And Dance with the Stars, yes. And dance, right, okay, so we only have a few minutes. Okay. Dance with the Stars, are you enjoying it? I am. It, you know, it's very, very difficult. They make it look easy on TV, right. but it's extremely difficult. Would you call yourself a natural dancer? I, yeah, I, yes, I did, but now I, I am not, no. Uh, you need to expound upon that. Okay, so when I started so you could be a good dancer when you're at the club. Right. That's not ballroom dancing. Right. It's it c- completely, it, your body has never moved like that in its life unless you ballroom dance before. Right. Okay. So, so you're, you're, you're learning that the little, little ass shake here, a little wink there is not going to cut it on Dancing with the Stars. It is not. No. Um, and when does your podcast start? My podcast starts September 8th. Oh, oh and are you excited about doing Thursday. that? Um, Super excited. Oh, my God. So it's Love Line with Amber Rose. You remember Love Line yep. with Dr. Drew? Yep. So uh, CBS gave me the job. That's which cool. Which is awesome. And, uh, yeah, we talk about sex and relationships. Are you fucking kidding me? You're talking about what What do you know about sex? You know, I, I will say that I'm not. Uh, you told me there's you were, the, like a side like from having a kid. You're like a virgin, right? That's, shut up. I'm not a virgin. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that I haven't done. Um, okay. And you know, I and I admit to that, but um, I'm still very sex positive, and, right. and uh, you know, 
no judgment to anyone. So we talk about a lot of stuff like that. And I learn a lot as I go as well. Are you talking to people, talking to the fans, a little bit of each? Yeah, so like we uh, ideally want to have like celebrity guests come over. Okay. And Who um, do I got to call, talk to, to try to get on the podcast? Call me. You can call me directly. I got you. Okay, cause, but I think that like I don't know. I don't know. Like I would blush talking to you about sex. Just sex in general. Really? Like just in a, publicly. Because, you know, I have kids that are, my, my, my son's 14 and 16. They hear all this shit. Like, there's, yeah. like you used to have a little one, so he's not on the phone. He's right. like, when you when he gets a little older, has his own phone, he's able to like down. Then you're gonna be a little bit more like, oh shit. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? In terms of like, if you asked me about like, is my fuck style buckwall, and I'm gonna like say unedited, <laughs> I'd be like, of course, it's my fuck style's buckwall, Amber. But then like the fact that I know that my 14, six year old, they're gonna have to go to school, and then they're gonna be like, yo, your dad said it's fuck style's buckwall to Amber Rose. Like, I understand, but 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 I tell my three, not I tell my three year old son, but I will eventually as he gets older. To be very sex positive as well. I'm going to be like, I'm like Barbara Streisand on fuckers. Like, I'm going to ask if he gave his wife an orgasm. Like, I'm going to make sure that he's, you know, he, I got he's you. a good lover. I, 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 well, I got you. I yeah. got you. I got you. Um, and how are you enjoying your trip to New York? This is a short but sweet. And what do I got to do? Let's cut the bullshit here. You got your sunglasses on. The last time we podcasted, you took them off for me. Okay, I don't know if you remember right. that. I, I, now you do a talk show. Like you, sometimes you wear the sunglasses, sometimes you don't. To be a talk show host, you, when you're you, no, you, I don't wear sunglasses when I'm a talk show host. But I've been up since four o'clock. I did fucking Good Morning just America. Just give me a little flash, just for me. Jesus Christ, Amber. <laughs> you don't look like you've been up since four in the morning. I have. You look like you, you look like you got a good night's sleep. <laughs> I well, I told you I was sick yesterday, so I, I did sleep a lot. Um. So so you're you're busy. You're a busy woman. Did you ever think? Like when you were first getting into any sort of entertainment, that you would have this so specific. <laughs> uh, excuse me, excuse me, sir. I'm I'm, I'm talking here. How are you? I'm talking here. <laughs> That's my man, the big Hall of Famer. Uh, yo, it's good. I'm I'm gonna talk to you in a minute. The big Hall of Famer, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq, what's up? Um, did you ever imagine that you would have, like, your success and your, your Amber Rose brand is so specific? Yeah. Did you ever imagine that it would, you know, like, did you ever imagine that it would be as so mainstream and so, like, accepted by everybody that it is? No. Well, the, the, okay, so what people don't know about me is that, and I don't know if I said this on the last podcast, but I never wanted to be famous. Right. It just happens. But you, but you, but you have... You have just, a natural ease with it, though. I mean, well, no, I didn't. I, I mean, it's I know you're me. shy. Like, I, I, there's like, a, there's like a yin and yang work because I do see you as a yeah. shy person, but you also are in here wearing a jacket. You got the, you, you, you don't piece of shaved. It's blonde. Like, so it's not like you're trying to hide. Well, this is just, this is, I, I've had this haircut for 14 years. I know, I so know. So I'm very, I'm very comfortable like this, I right? Got you. So I'm like a walking light bulb. I get it, but at the same time, you know. Um, it kind of just happened for me, and I developed a fan base just off my look alone. Right. So, you know, I really had no other chance but to grow. I got you. And so that's what I did, and I just became an entrepreneur and dipped and dabbed my hands in everything and figured out what I liked along the way, and it just worked. Well, all right, I got to go introduce you. No, I'm going to let Amber go. Listen, Amber. I love you. I, I love support you, you. I'm glad that you're having so much success. Thank you. I respect it. 
I admire it. And thanks for talking to me on this short stint on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Yes, and can I say one more thing? Go ahead. I'm trying to open up a strip club in Los Angeles right now. Shit. Um, and it's going to be fucking epic. Yo. So stay tuned. That That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. All right, Amber. <laughs> I am Rappaport Podcast. All right. The big Hall of Famer is in the building. I, I, I feel like that, that, that I... The big Hall of Famer is like the, 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 the new thing. You're going into the Hall of Fame in a matter of hours. Yeah, that's did, right. that did, sounds pretty good. Did I know it was going to happen? Yes. At what point did you know? Before you got in the league? Before, like in high school, college? Like, I mean, when, when I first saw you in high Elementary. school. Elementary. Let me tell did you, you Did you really know? Well, I didn't know, but my father knew. And like, he used to work me out. He used to make me do all this karate kid type shit. Like, jump. Just like, like jump. Like, like, you know, he used to be like. Jump on the top of the counter and just grab that plate and don't break it. So like he helped me work on my hands, working on my jumpers. So I did a lot of stuff and he's he's like you. He's a basketball nut, basketball historian. Love the Knicks. So when Pat came on the scene, definitely had to watch Pat. Like he tried to make me watch Bill, Kareem, and Will. And and you know me and you from the same era, hip hop era. They were too old school. Like first shot I, I, I shot was the sky hook. Right. I'm six, seven years old, shooting sky hooks on other little kids. I was like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. Then I see Pat Ewan, knee pads, mean, you know, long socks, you know, the Hoyas, the Nikes. The Georgetown the, yeah, shit. Yeah, the Georgetown Hoyas. I was like, you know what? I can do this. But, you know, he always envisioned me being a great big man. And, you know, coming from that era where you just want people to say you're the best, you you, you will do whatever. You know, like, like me, when I played, I had the block mentality. I'm new. I see you running that corner, but guess what? I'm coming. Right. I'm coming to take that corner. Right. Not, not only that, I'm taking a corner. I'm taking a coast. I'm taking everything. I want to be the Pablo Escobar big man. Yes. All this shit's going to be mine. Shut it so, down. Yes. All right, you mentioned Pat. You, when you first came in the league, one of your first people that you went at was Pat. Because also growing up as a youngster, you watch karate movies. And in karate movies, the, the, the student, in order to become the master... Got to take out the master. Mm. Like, I've seen that in, 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 in every karate movie I watch. I got you. So I was like, if I want to be the man, I got to kill the man. I got you. you I know? hear you. And, and like, you can't be friendly with him. And then I read a quote one time that says, you show people respect by showing them none. I got you. So, like, I'm going to respect you. You Pat. But guess what? I'm Shaq. I think that one of the most um, misunderstood things Allen Iverson ever said was when he was talking about Jordan. He said, when I'm on the court, I don't respect him. And people were like, and I, and I said, he, right. he said that wrong. But right. he, what yes. he was saying is, yes. ju- is just what you said. Yeah, like you can't, and uh, I actually got in trouble with my dad one, one day because one of my other idols, I showed him too much respect in the finals. And the result was we got swept. Kim Olajuwon. Like, he was just a nice guy. You know how I played. I used yep. to bow people in their face yep. and their mouth. But Akeem was just so good to me that I, I was just trying to play him straight up. Rather than, rather than go to the Shaq Brick City game, and my father ripped me a new one. Did you? Do you still like? I, you know, athletes. I think it's so funny that you guys have incredible memories about the the, the, the games. Do you? Is that one of the things in, in basketball in your basketball career that you kind of like? Shit, like you regret. No, I don't. I mean, you accomplished so much after, but that one was a tough one. I don't regret it because I'm the type that once I lose, it it you know it starts a fire inside me. So we, we got I lost. 
I got embarrassed a little bit, so I always said to myself, if I ever get back there, I'm never losing again. And and that's why when I was able to get to L.A., I was able to knock off three in a row. I got you. Because, like, you know, every time we get to the finals, I come in the locker room, don't nobody shoot it, throw me that motherfucker, and, and just move out the way. I got you. All right. Shaq Fu, he ain't got nothing to prove. Talk to me about what you feel, what you like, what you don't like about hip-hop right um, now. You're, 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 you and I are from the same where it was like when the records would come out. I could remember the first time I heard Eric B for president. Oh, yeah. Like I remember right. the act. I remember yeah. where I was. You know, it was a different time digitally and, and, and technology-wise. So, you, you know, you, you'd hear it on the radio. You'd chase tapes. How do you feel about the... And I know you appreciate the art and the love of it. You know, I know you love it. How do you feel about where the music itself is right now? It's different. And... Ed Lover said something interesting the other day. He said, let's leave these kids alone. Because when we came out with our shit, everybody was making fun of us, too. Mm. I kind of did my research, and it's true. Like, my mom and them didn't like the stuff that we was doing, so I understand. But. But. <laughs> but, yeah, but. Yeah, you, you still got to respect the art, respect the craft. I think, I think nowadays, these days, you got a lot of guys doing what other guys are doing. Like, when I heard the Future joint, I'm like, damn. I mean, when I heard the Panda joint, I was like, "Damn, Future got a hit!" Right. But it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Future. It was right. Panda. So a lot of guys are sounding alike. Like, I can go. I can go in my old CD thing right now and hear ten Hall of Famers that sound different. Heavy D sound different from Eric B. Look different. Yeah, Eric B sound different than Wu Tang, Big Daddy Kane, Coo, Coo, you know, Cool G Mo Rap. Like, like everybody did their thing and then brought it in a way to where you could just love music and then. I'm in Texas one day, and I'm riding, and I hear some funky shit. I'm like, who is this? DJ Quick? Oh, my God. And then the NWA, and then right. Snoop, then Dre. And, and they Dev. were all different. Yeah, they were all different. And then, oh, shit, Master P, Cash Money. Like, right. that, that was up. But now it's like, I don't, between me and you, I listen to Backspin and Shaq for radio. That's you, it. Yeah, because, you, know, you know, I got my own radio app, and I just play all, all the old shit. And, and you, on Shaq for radio, is it just is it just hip-hop, or is it soul, hip, R&B? Hip, and- hip-hop and R&B. And, and the, the the dusty soul. Yeah, and and the uh, dusty soul. The the thing that frustrates me about you said craft, like you know, to to be called a DJ before that was something earned. Yes, you could play music. Then that's just you're yes. playing music. But can you where your crates at? Can you mix? Can I you mean, beat chuckle? What, what what do you got? I'm a DJ, and I do like I do like Serato because right. you can have all your right. music right there. I like that, but like a lot of guys are just fucking pressing buttons. Right. Like I mean, I mean, I don't see no scratching, no, no cutting, skill no messing. Yeah, like like you know, a lot of guys just learning how to do it from other guys, and they just hitting buttons. And it's crazy these DJs making ten, fifty million. Yo, yeah, I told crazy. my kids, you yeah. know what? You don't like school? Okay, yeah. then yeah. learn how to work this program. <laughs> yeah. you, you don't like school? I don't have a problem with. It. Learn how to work right. this program. You could be like, you know, the two the two of them, two crazy yeah, Jewish brother DJ. Because right. these these DJs down in Vegas, <laughs> yeah. Afrojack, where's your Afro at, Afrojack? <laughs> Yo, that dude's making sixty million, and yeah, God bless him. Million, yeah. But I'm, I told my sons, yeah. if you guys got a problem yeah. with it, learn the little program. Go yeah. down there, get goofy, and T. go to Vegas. Steve Aoki, all Do these your guys. things. Yeah, all these guys. Because you could literally, and I don't even think they, like, in the, I mean, EDM? Yeah. What the? F- are you kidding me? I don't like EDM, but I like I like trap. Trap is a mixture right. of trap EDM. Trap is different, yeah, though. Trap, EDM and uh, hip-hop. So, like, you know, because I did Tomorrow Tomorrow World Festival last year yeah, yeah, and yeah. this year. So, I mean, but I've been DJing since 88. I had the SB 1200. Right. You, you know, you know, I went to the pawn shop, got me a little Pioneer mix. Right. So, 
I was doing it back then. Yes. Like a real DJ. So, like, you know, a lot, a lot of times when I do it now, people, oh, Shaq's a celebrity DJ. Not really, because I DJed in college to Come get Come on, money. Shaq, you don't have to explain yes. that to me. Yeah. Your pedigree in, yeah. in hip-hop is official, man. <laughs> Your pedigree is official. Appreciate that. Who's the one? I think about this sometimes when I see you. You have the spirit. You're so likable. One of the things that I love about you as you played, you played bully ball, but you never bullied anybody. Like you never, I never felt like you went out of your way to like make some, like you, 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 you dominated dudes. You dominated Dikembe. You kicked his ass, but you never humiliated him. You never got in people's faces. And I feel like, you know, that's one of the things I have to say I, I admire the most about you, your, 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 your career is like, you never like used your size and your strength and like who you were to, to make people look like shit. Except for when you were playing with them. Like you never got in people's faces. Some of these dudes, the big men of today, like I was talking about DeMarcus Cousins, who I know you, you always love, Boogie Cousins. You're 6'10", six, you're six, 7 feet, 300 pounds, Boogie Cousins. Where are you, why do you need a, a box of Kleenex every time you play? Like, why are you, like, you know, like, and, and I was saying, like, you know, Pat Ewing, he's trying to get a coaching job. Don't you yeah. think they would get their money, money's worth in Sacramento just if Pat Ewing taught him how to scowl and to be mean instead of always looking like, oh, I tell him all the time. Stop take, crying. Yeah, I tell him from all the time, take it from experience. They're not going to take care of, 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 of the big man. And especially, you, go, you don't look yeah, good being yeah, seven feet crying. Uh, yeah, you don't. And that's one of the things about you. Yeah. Like, you, 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 the good, the bad, the wins, the loss, it was never a bitching. I was say bitching. Like, you handled your right, size right. with grace and dignity, and it's a lot to deal with. So I, that's one of the things when I think about your career, and I'm tripping that I'm even talking to you, Shaq, on my podcast. And we're here at the IAB podcast. So tell me about your podcast. Uh, it's the big podcast. Of course it's yes, the big podcast. On Podcast One, and you were one of my first and best uh, interviews. I appreciate you for that. Of course. And, you know, this just gives us a chance to say what we got to say, be who we want to be, you know, just have a good time doing it. And. I know yours is, is uh, successful. Mine's pretty successful. Again, thank you for coming on. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. I think the movie game is like the hip hop game. I want to see some of it's the old heads. Up. It's all messed up. I want to see you come back and do and you know do some of those movies you do. Absolutely, bro. I'm doing them. I'm doing them. I got right, some bro. stuff coming right, out. I appreciate you. Yo, Shaq, what, what more can I say? I'm keeping. You, I'm, this is a potpourri podcast. I talked to Amber Rose. She's looking good and smelling good. I'm just going to tell you. So if you come in her press, she smells just how you would imagine. Okay, I appreciate that. But, you know, I can't say much because my I, woman looking right I, at I, me. I, I got you. I'm just saying in general, like, you know, like there's just, you know, it's like a flower. Like if you go to a museum, you see a Picasso, you're going to be like, this is a beautiful painting. So I'm just letting you know that. Yo, Shaq. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on it. I'm so glad. I'm so excited for you to be in the Hall of Fame. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. It, it, it goes without saying. First See, ballot. Get, get him, baby. Yes, no, baby. He, he's, 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 he's just fantastic. I, I just told him for myself. I have a lady. I'm totally attached. I said that Amber Rose here, and she looked good, and she actually smelled good. And he didn't, he didn't, even, he didn't even bat an eye about that. So I'm just letting you know. He said, my girl smells even better. All right. All right, so, yo, I'm looking forward for more of the podcast. All right, brother, love you. I love you too, Shaq. All right, You're my man. Sons, I, said, I will, up? man. Tell him Uncle Shaq said hello. Of course, man. All right, buddy. The Big Hall of Famer. I am Rappaport Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I know you are, but go ahead. So you t- tell, tell the listeners uh, who, who you are. So my name is Jody Avergan. I am the host of the 538 Elections podcast, yes. but I'm also at this uh, little dog and pony show today yes. to talk about uh, the fact that we ESPN, yes. 538 is owned by ESPN. ESPN will soon be launching, and I'm, I'm lucky to be a part of it, uh, 30 for 30 podcasts. 
documentaries. So we can talk politics or we can talk whoa, sports or whoa, we can talk whoa, whatever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know that I just scooped 30 myself. 30 for 30 podcast. What does that mean? So we're going to make original sports documentaries in the 30 for 30 style that you know, but for audio, for podcasts. Oh, my God. First of all, I'm a tremendous yes. fan. I did an award-winning 30 for 30 myself. Oh, I'm, I, there's a reason I'm sitting here I'll with you, I'll toot my, my horn. I see Abby Wombach. <laughs> yes. I want to talk to, who I'm a fan of. I'll talk to her later. How you doing, Abby? Um, but uh, that's exciting to hear. Yeah. So I'm are, really you, are you announcing that today? Yeah, we're, we're, we're announcing it today. I mean, we've, we've announced it before, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit today. And as the election wraps up, I'm going to sort of transition over and take the lead on making those. So, oh, uh, shit. So it's kind of great. Because I got to tell you, that'll be so much easier than just making a 30 for 30, 30 for 30. Because a 30 for 30, they're fun. I had a ball making when the garden easier. was eaten. You just so much easier. The entire radio community. No, it'll be easier because <laughs> because you won't need because so much of the budget goes like I did a documentary. Do you have the tape? Can you get the archive? Exactly. Because you, you're talking about it, but you can't see yeah. it. Yeah. And so so the film the ESPN Films folks who are part of this are really excited, and I am too, because <clears throat> there's so many stories they can't tell. Yes. Because there's no tape. Yes. Someone comes to them and is like, oh, I have this great idea. Yes. Do this story of like this fight that happened in the, the locker room 20 years that's ago. That's what and I'm saying. Like, well, is there footage? And you could do more sp- smaller stories. It doesn't have yeah. to be just about you know the oh, that's so good right. to hear so so your your podcast is is a political podcast on the 30 for 30 network i'm, no, I'm sorry on the espn, ESPN network. network so 538 the, i only work for places that have numbers so 538 30 for it's really keep, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah it's easy but, to keep so up so 538 with. is nate silver's website yep. and it is owned by of all places espn okay uh, it's one of these sort of affiliate sites you know I got there's, you. The, there's um the undefeated there's 538 so and then we have so we do political coverage in addition to other data journalism we do sports and culture and all that stuff but we have an elections podcast which of course right now there's plenty to talk about so, so, so that's so, going and it's you know nate's on it i'm on it and uh harry anton and claire malone two of our other writers are on it and we get together every week and so, talk about so the has this has this political season for you guys been almost like as as frustrating frustrating as it's been um as 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 somebody that's you know doing podcasts and doing journalism about it it has to be so it has to be like it's like a good meal Every single time some crazy shit happens, it has to be a good meal. It is. Let me let me let me think how to phrase this. It is good grist for conversation. Grist. Know? I never even heard uh, that word before. It is. It is like it keeps you on your toes. Right. There is plenty to talk about. Every time we sit down, it's like, you know, there's a list of twenty things to talk about, and mm-hmm. we only get to fifteen of them. I will say, and this is the kind of more lovey-dovey side of me, or whatever. But like. Issues, you know, like actual substance has just not entered the conversation yet, and that is a little frustrating. Wait, uh, actual substance. Uh, 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 Remember how elections used you to mean be in run the policy, kind of, right? In the, in the election, because it's so, all like, about for, emails for and weeks, lying, yeah, and hairdos, tweets, or insults, or whatever. And because, so, because, so there's plenty to talk about, and right. and people are interested and so forth. But you know, for for months we've been like, okay, at some point we're gonna roll up our sleeves and dive into. The economic policy, it's a or soap the immigration opera. policy. It's a rea- right it turned now, into a, yeah. like a ba- like a bad reality show. Right. N- n- let and me so ask you a question. To cover in that way. I got you. So, so let me ask you a question. And you could be be totally honest. If you had the opportunity, right now in this political climate, to interview me. No, I'm just kidding. To interview Hillary, uh-huh. Obama, or Trump. Right now, you could only get one, but you get them, and you get them all access ninety minutes. No questions off the board. You had to pick one. Hillary, D. Trump, 
or Obama right now, who would you pick? I, mean, I think the obvious answer is that you would want to interview Donald Trump. He's the most fascinating character right now. He's the one for whom I think we have a lot of serious questions. Right. Uh, we have made official, uh, you know, asks of all the candidates. Right. But um, I can also say Trump because it's probably safe to say he's not going to come on our podcast. Okay. Okay. That, that makes sense. I mean, it, it, who would you want to interview? Out of those three? Yeah. I would say Trump. Because I would, I would, cause the, thing that, the thing about Trump, as far as politics is concerned, he is a good shit talker, and he's a bully, and, 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 and he's a bully with his mouth, and, 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 and that would be something that I would be, I would be into bringing to him. Because you'd like to go toe-to-toe. Because cause, like, my biggest concern about Hillary debating him is that she's not, like, he's, like, he's, a, he's a New York shit-talking guy. You know, and I'm a New York shit talking guy, and she, I would want to protect her. I feel, yeah. you know, like I'd, want, I'd want to protect her. But as far as like going at it with somebody, if I was informed, like let's say you, like let somebody I had somebody like you, like you're like my Mickey, and I'm Rocky, and you're training, and you're giving me all the questions. If I had all like the real sort of hot button, que- I'd have to prepare. Yeah. But if I was prepared, I'd want to get Trump because I want to, I want to bring him to his knees verbally. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see, you know, so one of the big ongoing conversations has been like, did the, is the media letting Trump off the hook or did the media cause Trump or whatever? I actually think that the press has been pretty good. There's been some really good investigative reporting of Trump when he's on like the, the, the Sunday shows. They're starting to ask substantive questions of him, but he is just willing to cross certain lines when it comes to truthfulness mm-hmm. uh, and just saying what he f- is, feels expedient in that very moment mm-hmm. that other people just haven't crossed before. Yeah. And so I think the press is like in real time learning how to deal with I, a character like this. I agree because he, he's brought it down to car salesman, used car salesman level. And, 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 and again, you know, I'm, I'm – Oh, I'm, but there's a play. You can't be presidential and be talking that crazy shit that he talks. In addition, we'll I mean, it may reach. It may just change the definition of presidential, right? That's that's basically well, the big changed, question. He's gotten this far, so you, you you're right. right. You, well, so it changed the definition of what it means to win a primary contested by 16 different people and eke over the bar, right? Which is, you know, we should. Put that in context. But would you say right? eek over the bar? He's sure. fucking. He's flown over the bar. Well, in the in the it, look, here's one of the ways I think about it. In order for Trump to have been the nominee, there needed to have been like, you know, it's like a Rube Goldberg kind of like thing. Like 15 things needed to have gone perfectly right, I mm-hmm. believe, for him to have gotten through, and 15 of them did. All and 15. if only 14 had of them had, then someone else would have gone through. That you know, there'll be plenty of dissertations and you know retrospectives on what, what exactly those 15 were but i really do think it was an incredibly narrow and winding mm. path and he happened to walk it and that stuff happens right okay. if something has a 10 percent chance of happening means one every 10 times that's gonna happen right, right? He, 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 yeah, that, make, that makes sense what's the big deal with hillary and these fucking emails i don't give a shit about her emails you i sound pers- like bernie sanders i could give a shit about her emails i don't care Does, listen we all do things on the low we all hop into the dms we all do weird shit we all got we're not sub- all running for president but who gives so, a shit though who cares like you know like so what's the big deal like what is the what is the what is the political um the politically correct thing and what is the real big deal explain it to yeah. me in layman's terms well i I, the way I think about it is is looking at how the press is covering it. And I do think right now there is an impulse among the press to say Trump, it's like as crazy as he is and unprecedented as he is, it's to some extent 
easy, maybe easy isn't the, isn't the right word, but like the ways to cover him are apparent. Right. They're right there. They're, 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 obvious. They're, they're, they're obvious. And there is a natural impulse in the press to like even the score. And I think journalists, for mm. good reasons, feel a little antsy when they're like, we're just attack, uh, not attack, we're just interrogating one side of the ledger here. And so I think that we've seen with Clinton, there are, there is at times this notion of like, well, we gotta go after her on certain right, things. And the I only things you. there are things like the emails or the Clinton Foundation and so forth. I got you. But there are legit questions to be asked. I actually believe that. But sometimes you do, like, you ask the legit questions and the answer is, there's not much there. And the press needs to be willing with Trump and with Clinton to be like, we looked into this, it's not that big of a deal mm. and we're going to move on. Right. Uh, but Hillary Clinton has been very powerful, been a, a, a part of key important world changing decisions for decades mm-hmm. there's plenty there to investigate right but it's tough to figure out when the standards are so different you know all right well I, I, that makes sense i appreciate the insight i appreciate what you're doing i'm seriously seriously looking forward to the espn 30 yeah, for 30 it's gonna be really fun i can't wait do, do have you guys recorded any yet no we're just starting now we um just hired up a little team of producers we're going to make a lot of them in-house oh but man. also i want to be in a position to like 30 for 30 does you know work with a filmmaker and say hey let's make a I podcast. would die but it's going to be you know we're giving ourselves a, a, a good amount of time six months or that's, so that's to awesome. produce these and really good, that's going to be a huge hit and, and i'm excited that you guys are doing it and i'm already going to put my name in the hat well come I'm, by the office I, I would love to I'm, I'm hitting libby and connor schnell these are all the and, people and all, that I work and all the people and 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 would, would love to do that cool man all right cool man thanks for talking take care all right All right, football is back, and to celebrate, DraftKings is hosting another free fantasy contest this weekend, week two, $100,000 in total prizes are up for grabs, no deposit required, you heard that right, none, so put your fantasy knowledge to the test. Win a hundred grand this weekend at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. That means no season-long commitments. Play when you want with the players you want. Just pick your contest, draft your players, and follow your team live. Renew old rivalries with friends. Prove you're the superior GM. You got a cousin, an uncle, your father, your mother. They think they're good at fantasy. Take them down. Or try 50-50 contests where the top half of all entries win cash. Whether you're a one-week fantasy rookie or a grizzled vet like myself, DraftKings offers fun, fair, and free contests for you all season long. Hurry to DraftKings.com now. Use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, and play for free this weekend. You can win up to $100,000 this weekend is free. No deposit is required, so there's no reason not to play. Again, use the promo code RAPAPORT and play for free for your share of hundred grand. Only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Eligibility and restrictions may apply. Listen, you know where to find me. You want to dance with the dingo? I gave a lot of people that work this weekend. You know who you are. We're going to discuss it on the Fantasy Football Follies. You know who got that work. I took some L's, too. It's part of the game. But I'll be back again. You want to play me? You want to win again? You want to lose some more? Dance with the dingo. We have the I Am Rappaport League. Look me up. My team is named Rappaport's Delight. My face is the picture. You can't miss this face. Let's do it. Dance with the dingo. Step in the ring. Wear a skirt. Wear something nice when you come to dance with the dingo. You think you could beat me? Let's ball. 
Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, the hits just keep on coming. I'm here with Abby Wambach, who... How many gold medals do you win? Like trophies? You got a trophy case? Um, you got any gold medals in your pockets? You got dope shoes on? Like... <laughs> I don't have any medals in my pocket. I have two gold medals and a World Cup championship. Where do you keep your World Cup trophy? Um, actually, there's like one trophy that stays at the U.S. Soccer House. You don't, do, do they ever like, you know, like the NHL guys, like get you like, do you get a weekend with the trophy? I wish, actually. I really wish that that were the case. But we, FIFA does this re- weird thing that they give you these little kind of jankety medals. Right. And I think the whole deal is like the World Cup trophy is the thing. Um, I got you. Yeah. It's not, it's not like the Olympics. I mean, it's similar, like World Championship win is like the Olympics, but it's very different in terms of the way that they give you hardware for. What, what aesthetically... Because I know they just sort of become things you get used to, and it's more about the experience. Aesthetically, which is your most, like, this is a cool trophy, or this is a cool ring, or this is a cool medal? I think the, gold, I th- I think the Olympic gold medals are, right. there, there's something about that. Because, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't really know what the FIFA World Cup was. Right. But you grow up watching the Olympics, both, both summer and, and winter, and it's just the thing that all athletes kind of aspire to have. But then, of course, it's like, where do you keep your gold medal? Right. And it's like your sock drawer. Like, almost 90% of all Olympic athletes would tell you that. It's either that or it's like on a frame above their sock drawer. What did you think of the Olympics uh, for, the, for the U.S. female team? I personally like the, uh, I'm, it just slipped in my mind, the goaltender. You like hope? I like hope. I'll tell you why I like hope. I want my goaltender talking shit. Right. I want my goaltender to be competitive. Right. I want her to be pissed off that she lost. Yeah. That's what I would be like. Well, I think that, especially under those circumstances, anybody's going to be upset, you know, after the game. But you do. All goalkeepers are a little bit, they're a little bit different, you know. Um, And you need to have somebody who's willing to take the team's, you know, they're the last line of defense. So, yeah, hope she's opinionated. She speaks her mind. Do I agree with her all the time? No. Right. Um, but that's something that, as a friend of hers, we've been able to, like, work through over the many years right, right, right. of trial and error. Because you so guys have speak. grown up together. Like, the yeah. girls on these teams, like, you must meet each other. Like, there's, like, at a certain point, you become, like, the elite team player and then yeah. the next go to the next level and you're yeah. the, the elite college player and then so you must know these these girls that you play with for years yeah we've spent so much time together that they become like your sister you know right. so it's like you're not always going to get along with your family members and you're not going to always agree with the things that they right. do but you're still going to respect them right. and that's the most important thing yeah. that hope she was one of the best goalkeepers in the history of this team for many, many years, and even in the world. Um, and, and she added so much value to, to the team's growth and the team's winning capability. Um, do I agree with everything she does? Right. No, but I, I bet she, she would probably say the same thing for me. Do, do you think that she, because as far as I know, forget the personal stuff, because I don't, I don't want to talk about that, but, but, but as far as I know, do you think that she got an unfair you know, punishment, like, like, a, like a male pun- like, a, like a, a male athlete would have been punished as hard to say what she said just at this U.S. Olympics, or is it a culmination of it? Well, it's a culmination of a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. Right. I think their coach, Jill, just came out this last week stating that fact that, you know, after 
all the transgressions that have happened throughout the time that at least Jill's been the coach, you know, they sit in a, in a room and they, they brainstorm and they say, okay, here are your limitations. This is where right, you need right, to live right. with them. And, and if you step outside of that, then there's going to be repercussions. And, and, and that's kind of the thing that ended up happening with hope. And, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's unfortunate cause she's, she's been such a, a value to, to our team. Uh, for so many years, but at some point your coach has to make decisions that's going to be best for the group and the whole moving forward. Okay. All right, so we're at the upfront for, for podcasting. Tell me about your podcast. What is it, and, 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 and uh, how, like, where is it now right now? So it's at the infancy stage. Um, I just started it. Uh, I retired in December and have been pretty busy. I signed a contract with ESPN, and, and the podcasting space is something that I'm really excited and passionate about. I listen to all the, uh, all the podcasts. I actually don't listen to yours. Um, Jesus Christ. No, no, Let's end this. no I want to end this now. <laughs> no Why offense. am I speaking to this woman? <laughs> no offense. I will now. No, I didn't even right. know you it's had right. one. It's all right, Abby. Um, but the truth is, is that my, my podcast is called Fearless Conversation with me, Abby Wambach, and um, I think that there are so many opinions out there mm-hmm. uh, and then there's so many haters mm-hmm. that there's really no space to be able to agree to disagree on stuff right, right? so let's just take this hope conversation right there's going to be a lot of people that agree and there's going to be a lot of people that disagree right but for me we have to find space within ourselves and each other that we have to accept other other opinions right. and be okay with that not kill each other for right, it right. and not I like agree. post all these horrible hateful um, dangerous things, right, you know, right. and irresponsible things uh, in response to somebody who doesn't believe the same things that you do. I, right. I think that's irresponsible. And um, and so I want my space to be a conversation and conversation about kind of elephants <clears throat> in the room, things that are hard to talk about because I actually like talking about hard things. I, I think it's important, too. I think that the more the more you get to the conversations that are uncomfortable and that 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 are you might say the wrong thing in a, you could say the wrong thing. It doesn't mean, you know, we, we, we could agree to disagree. You could say the wrong thing. We could believe the wrong thing. But I think having the dialogue is important. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, w- one of the things... And now, listen, I'm not going to front, Abby. I'm not a humongous soccer fan. But the biggest thing now is the, 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 the girl the other day with the Colin Kaepernick thing. Uh, her last name is... Megan, Rap- R- Megan Rapino. yeah. R- is it Rapino or Rapinoe? It's Rapino. Because I thought she maybe was trying to, like, just <laughs> disguise herself to not be related to me in some way. Because I'm Rappaport <laughs> and she was Rapino. So, all right, so it's Rapino. So what has been your take on that uh, and, 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 you know, the backlash from it? I mean, and, and you know, just in the, in the soccer community, what, yeah. what is your take on it? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of conversation, and I think that's what both her and Colin were trying to get out of it, right? right? I believe that, that as an American citizen, we all are allowed and, and feel, should feel free to exercise our right to protest. And for me... It, it's been a it's been an evolution since Colin didn't didn't stand for the national anthem at first because I'm so patriotic, I value the the American flag, I value our national anthem because I've I've represented my country for so many mm-hmm. years. I like bleed red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. So this is really hard for me to understand and swallow. Being even like the most liberal person maybe that I know, right? That was hard for me, right. and so. Over the past couple of weeks since that's happened, and even Megan's um, deal recently, it's made me it's made me evolve. It's made me understand a little bit more. It's made me want to have these conversations, and I think that that's the point. Whether you you agree or disagree with their methods to get the conversation started, you know, I I'm kind of you know a Michelle Obama fan where like when they go low, I'm gonna go high. Mm-hmm. I like to stay I like to stay above that. You know, I don't want to put 
anything on blast to get my point across. Right. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. I, I don't want to do anything disrespectful. I got you. I think that there are more positive and constructive ways to do it. But man, we're talking about it. I Look agree. at us. You know, like I agree. so I don't know. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. I think the conversation is what's right, and that's I important. Agree. What is I'm, I'm gonna let you go in a minute. What is the craziest country to play in? When you when you're competing, like what is where are the fans the most like holy shit? Um, I think Brazil has a has an eclectic group of people. They know the game and they 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 wish to see a totally different style of game than Americans or even Europeans play. Mm. They like one v ones and fancy mm. foot skills. Um, but even even in the whole of Europe, everybody understands the game, right? And in the U.S., it's like when the ball gets near our goal, everybody gets amped up. Mm-hmm. And in Germany and in England and all these places um, that know soccer, that mm-hmm. know how, how the game is supposed to be played, they value um, little crafty things mm-hmm. and tactical plays and, and decisions that are made on the field that, that maybe like the, the person who's just learning here in the United States is, is still trying to figure out. What, what city is the most fun to have off days in? What's the best party city? You've been around the whole world, right? I have, yeah. Every continent? Uh-huh. What, what is the best party city? Or Ooh. you can name, you don't have to name one. Give me the three, your three favorite party cities right. in the whole world. I will say... Excluding the United States. I will say Athens, Greece after my first oh, gold shit. medal. I will say London in, 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 in England after my second gold medal. And then I will say um, Vancouver, Canada after the World Cup championship. Really, Vancouver? Because I've never partied so hard in my life. Okay, so it might not have necessarily been the city <laughs> exactly now you brought the up the environment okay okay and it was and the the exuberation of yes, winning exactly now you brought up brazil i've never been to brazil i am fascinated with the the women of brazil mm-hmm. are they everything that i could imagine and more like if you go to a 7-eleven is there like a j-lo working behind the 7-eleven right no so not everybody looks like giselle okay a lot of them do a lot of them do but um not everybody looks like giselle okay and that's a little disappointing to be quite frank because because the hype is so yeah you're expecting everyone to look like you're expecting like, everybody yes, like the homeless person like how could you like you should be you're be a exactly. supermodel and why aren't they all walking around with bikinis on right. i don't understand it's not like that <laughs> no it's all not right, like cool. that at all all right Abby, listen, I'm, truly, I'm a truly a fan. Same. I love that you kick ass. I love that you represent the country so much. And I just love your competitiveness. I've been a fan. And uh, I wish you a lot of luck with the Thanks, podcast. Thanks, man. I can't wait to, to listen to your podcast. The now. I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is a worldwide phenomenon. I love it. All right. Thank you, Abby. Thanks, man. I Am Rapport Podcast. All right. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Potpourri Podcast from the IAB's. Um, I'm very excited to talk to you. I've spoken to a lot of big-time podcasting people, but I'm here with Guy. How do I say your last name? Roz. Roz, who is the host of the TED Talks podcast. I'm a huge fan. First off, Guy, what the fuck do I got to do to get on a TED Talk? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm prolific. Uh-huh. I've done a few things. Yes. I mean, I've right. seen you. You've had some. Some of them are fantastic. Yeah, I'd say there's you. a handful of questions yep. where I'm like, if this fucking guy could do a TED Why Talk. Why am I not doing it? Can I, what do I got to exactly. do to get a TED Talk? I think that that's a really good question. I mean, you know, we've got scientists from MIT. We've got researchers yeah. who have, like, decoded the genome. And I think it's, I think it's a good question. I mean, it's a good you, you, you don't have the answer, guy. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So, so let me ask you a question. Where, first of all, well, second of all, who the fuck is Ted? 
Yes. Who is Ted? Ted is uh, so so. A lot of people think I'm Ted. Right. Like you're you're to, not. You're I guy. am not Ted. Um, Ted is is technology entertainment design. Right. Okay. So originally the conference was about anything to do with technology entertainment and design, but it's become Ted over the years. So a lot of people ask this question. They say, "Who is who is this guy, Ted?" I do want to say one thing though. In all seriousness. You, I mean, to get on the TED stage, you just have to have an idea. You know, mm. you just have to have a, a sort of your own idea about anything, really. You don't have to be like a brain surgeon or a chemist or a scientist. You, we, ha- you have all kinds of people. You have homeless people. You have people mm. who, who've, who've never, you know, who sort of, you know, are down and out. I mean, all different kinds of people, but they have something to say. I and, got you. And you have a lot to say. How did how did the whole TED uh, world, the TED talks, first come about? Because you know, I can't remember when I started watching yeah. them and seeing them and, you know, online. Like, where did the, the idea, the inception yeah. of it come from? Yeah, it's crazy. It started out as this, like, conference of nerds and geeks in, in, in California in 1984. And it was a oh closed God, conference. I didn't yeah. know that it was that long ago. And, well, it was because it wasn't recorded. They just mm. they would just hang out in Monterey and people would come up and speak. But what would happen was all these really amazing people would debut things to this small group of scientists and academics. So, like, the CD-ROM and, you know, Steve Jobs would come and show wow. products, and then in around around like 1998, okay. it was bought out by a foundation, and they transformed it into what it is today. So they started you. videotaping the right. talks. They moved the conference to Long Beach. Now it's in Vancouver, um, and they, they start to make the talks available for free to anyone to see in, I think, in around 2006, right. and that totally transformed that's that's why you hadn't heard of ted talks until 2006 because the videos didn't exist until right. then who who has been thus far you could probably name a few yeah who has been your most proudest ted talk where you were like this is i'm so proud that i'm a part of this thing not just for myself or my own ego or or success but that this talk is happening and I'm putting this out in the world. Besides, of course, this interview right here, which you don't have to say. This, you don't have to right, mention it. It goes without saying, obviously. You know, it's, it's, it, it's such a good question because there are talks that literally, you know, change the way I think about the world. You know, um, you know for example, there, there's a, a guy named David Steindl Rast. He's a, a, a Benedictine monk, right? And mm. you're thinking, I'm not particularly religious. And, you know, what, what am I going to sort of get out of this guy? Mm-hmm. And his talk wasn't about faith or God or any of that. It was about happiness. Mm-hmm. And it was a really amazing talk because he he showed that by doing something really simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds super corny, but by actually expressing gratitude, there is scientific research mm. that shows when you express gratitude, mm. it actually has a, a neurological effect on you. It mm-hmm. actually makes you happier. If you get up in the morning, you're like, you know what? I'm really, I'm really fucking lucky. <laughs> like I have, I have a lot to be lucky about. And, and you think about specific things. It actually is transformational. And I try to do it, especially when I'm feeling negative. Right. Um, and that's just, it's just a simple idea. And it's one of, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of ideas that come out of the TED stage. Well, give me, give me one other one. Cause that, that one's very profound that you mentioned that. W- w- give me one more that you were like, this, this is great. Like you were like, this is a good this is a good thing that I'm doing. Like, this is yeah. a great talk. This, I'm great that this is a time capsule uh, on, that people will be able to listen to forever. You know, um, there's a guy named Andrew Solomon who's given a few TED Talks. And what I really love about his talks is that he's really open about uh, the idea of uh, the sort of the, 
you know, going through depression and anxiety. I mean, you're a comic. A lot of comics deal with this. They don't talk about it, which is why they get on stage. And and that's an outlet. And he's really opened a door to talk about a, a really serious thing that affects everybody at some point. Everybody gets down, but some people get really down. And he... He has really sort of changed the way I think about things like depression and anxiety. Right. Um, he he has suffered suffered it himself. He's mm. an incredibly accomplished writer, mm-hmm. a Pulitzer Prize winner, a National Book Award winner. Mm-hmm. I mean, just an amazing, incredible person who has really opened you know opened up a conversation about about this this debilitating thing that so many people as human beings experience. That's cool. Who is on your bucket list of person or people uh, that you've been trying to get that you haven't been able to get for a TED Talk? Again, you don't have to say me. I'm right in front of you. Um, you now have my information. We'll get that done. Aside from myself, who is on the bucket list for the TED Talks that you, you really would like to get? Well, I think it would be amazing to hear from somebody like um, LeBron James. Oh, you know, right? I mean, arguably, cool. right? One of the greatest, one of the greatest, if not the great. well... You can make the case that he's the greatest basketball player yep. ever. I'd love to hear, you know, his thoughts about about what it means to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember Michael Jordan made that famous speech at the Hall of Fame where he talked about the fire in his belly and just another log in the fire. And it was really controversial, but it was really interesting to get an insight into this guy's mind, how he thinks about winning and victory and how he's so focused on mm-hmm. it. He wanted to win. And I'd love to hear from somebody like LeBron James, who in some ways is, is like the anti-Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you know? He's a really complex guy. He left the team at one point. He came back. He kind of redeems himself. Mm-hmm. You could see how emotional he was when they won that game mm-hmm. and how much he, you know, he's just crying. You know, he was so, it, it meant so much to him. And I'd love to see him come on stage and talk about his ideas uh, about winning, about victory, about mm. failure and success. Have you talked, has, has Kobe done one yet? I'd love to see Kobe do one. He, cause he's he seems incredible. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's a great talk speaker and you know, he's very articulate about his feelings and his thoughts about, you know, sports and challenges and all that stuff. So I, yeah. that, who, who, who are some of the athletes that have been on? Like, I, I you know, who are some of the, the people that have, have come through like the, like the, the biggest, like the biggest name athletes that have come on? You know, <clears throat> it's, it's not, I mean, not super big name. I mean, a lot of Olympians, okay. people like Diana Nyad, the, oh, okay. the greatest long distance swimmer yep. in history. She used history. to live in my building here in New York. Really? Yeah. I used to see her when I was a kid. <laughs> Did you ever swim against her? No, 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 you know, no, no. She no. swam the, like one of her earliest swims was swimming the perimeter of Manhattan. And that's why I knew her. Yeah. Because I grew <laughs> right? up in, and she was like, I was like me and my mom were like, oh, like Diane. Like she, she knew just who she swam was. around Manhattan. Yeah, and now she's in the elevator with me. Yeah, right. Oh, so Diane. Okay, she so came on recently, right? Like she after came, she did that big yep, swim, right? Exactly. She did. A, we did an episode called Champions that she was on. We've had, you know, a, a Paralympic skiers. Mm. We've had, um, you know, Olympic athletes on the stage, but um, no, you know, no sort of MLB or, or NBA or or you know nfl player oh actually there has been an nfl player um what's the name of the kicker um that that kicker oh god his name escapes me anyway he, he was on the, i think on the vikings oh okay and okay. he was really has spoken about gay rights yep, yep. i know i know you're talking, talking i can't right? remember his name but i know exactly who you're talking about so he he's an interesting guy um you know a lot as you know with athletes you know a lot of athletes um they they express themselves in different ways, right. you know, especially with their performance and their artistic right. beauty of what they can do right. and accomplish. And a lot of them are introverted when it comes to because right. they're kind of pushed out into the spotlight and it's right. not their thing. But but guys like Kobe, I mean, he would be amazing. Kobe, LeBron. listen, I'll make it happen right now. He okay. listens to the podcast. So Kobe, Kobe, get in contact with Guy. Text me, call me. Okay, you'd be fantastic. I would love it. Who who who's who's TED Talk has been overall throughout the years 
the sort of, has there been one that was the most popular or most downloaded TED Talk? Yeah, there's one by a guy named Ken Robinson. It's been viewed, I think, 35 million times. Wow. Ken Robinson, uh, the talk is about creativity and the, and the problems with how we educate kids. Uh-huh. And um, it's, it's, it's really funny and it's really, it's just really well delivered. It's, um, it's just really straightforward. Mm. He tells stories about, you know, how there was a, uh, this, this, this woman um, who was, uh, they thought she had ADD and so they sent her to different doctors, but it turned out that she was actually just wanted to dance and mm. she turned into an incredible choreographer who worked for the Royal Ballet in London and is now a dame. And, you know, all these amazing stories about how we have turned kids into these, you know, these, these, these psychological conditions. Right. In fact, a lot of times it's just kids, kids are hungry to learn and right. they, they, they've just got a lot of uh, energy and juice inside of them, you know? Okay. That's cool. You, you know what would be a suggestion? I think would be a fun one is something on fantasy football. Cause I'm heavy yeah. into fantasy yes. football. It's such a huge business. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily the person to, to do it. There's people that know about it more than me. I mean, there's people that make their, their you know, their, their, their living's doing Who's it. Who's your team? Giants? I'm a Giants fan. Okay. But, but, but my, my love and passion for fantasy has sort of surpassed yeah. everything that has what to do with What do you think with- about the Sam Bradford trade? I think it's. I think Sam Bradford is good. He's good, man. I think he's going to do <laughs> well. Good. I think Minnesota did. They were smart to yeah. give up. With I thought. I think they. They want to win now. Yeah. And and I think yep. it was. I thought it was a good trade. I it think was. that people are sleeping on Sam Bradford. I yep. think he's going to do well out there. I think it'll take a week or two, but if they could hold things together, uh, I think it'll be it'll be good. I'm really curious to see what happens with uh, Robert Griffin at uh, at Cleveland because he was our quarterback in D.C. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And just a disaster there, obviously. So you're 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 a football fan. Uh, more baseball fan. But, okay. But I'm in D.C. So you know. Right. You can't escape the Redskins. Yeah. Not. A, I'm not a huge. Well, I'm not a fan of the team. Right. Uh, for so many reasons, but uh, I still, you know, you still follow it. Right. All right. Cool guy. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you taking the yes, time. Thanks, man. And uh, I really am a fan of TED Talks. I find them inspiring, interesting, and just very entertaining. So I'm glad you guys are doing cool. it. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. This is the Iron Rapport Popery Podcast Extravaganza. The Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Me and G Monetti are going to be live October 14th in Las Vegas, Nevada at Vinyl at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. And then on Sunday, October 16th at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona. Tickets are available at www.iamrapporttour.com. That's www.iamrapporttour.com. Come check us out live October 14th in Vegas. or live Sunday, October 16th at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona. The Iron Rapport Tour continues the world tour extravaganza. Now we're back to the Iron Rapport Potpourri Podcast Project. All right, Gretchen. Yes. This is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. This is a potpourri <laughs> podcast episode. Um, we're, we're, we're live from the IABs. I'm speaking with Gretchen Rubin. She does a podcast called Happier with Gretchen Rubin. I will say, first off, you look like a happy person in general. That's good. And you're probably looking at me going, you don't look like a very happy person, <laughs> Mr. Rappaport. <laughs> no, you look happy. Do I look happy? I'm happy you know, to talk to you. You know you're very high energy. Yes. And I think that goes I get a excited, long way. I get excited to <laughs> yeah. talk to, to yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just looking at this. That uh, enthusiasm, you, you convey that. In thank your, you. Yes. Thank you. I'm looking at the uh, the mics because we had a tragedy oh. the other day. Oh. I recorded a full episode <gasps> and a half. Uh, and it was lost. Oh my gosh! And it destroyed my soul. No, so I'm I believe being it. Extra. Yeah, no, yeah. Check so, it. All right. So, 
how did you wind up starting your, your podcast? Well, so I've been, I wrote The Happiness Project, The Happier at Home, Better Than Before. And so I had a big audience in, from my writing. Okay. And so uh, my network panoply came to me and said, Do you, would you like to have a podcast? And I thought, well, this would be cool. This would be a whole new way to reach people with ideas. Right. And it's very different. You know, writing is one way. Right. And podcasting is so intimate. It's so conversational. So I thought, oh, this will be fun. And I do it with my sister, who's a TV writer in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. And um, who's brilliant and hilarious. And so it's tons of fun. That's cool. And we do it once a week and talk about ideas for how to be happier. Now, what do you do with somebody like me yeah. who at times can be a fucking miserable shit? Like, what would you get, like, what are the, the top three sort of topics, <laughs> um, tips to, to, to sort of get, get out of the way of yourself okay, well, at what? times? Because sometimes I get in the way of myself. So what do you do that gets in the way of yourself? Oh, shit. Well, if I knew that, I wouldn't even be asking you. I'd, I'd be doing like the diet rap book stereo. Yeah, 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 yeah. You mean like bliss, eternal bliss. Worry, Yeah, worry. Um, um, okay. So, I think it's all sort of different versions of worrying. Okay. So here's an idea for you. Okay. Just schedule time to worry. As weird as that sounds. I get Sometimes it. people who find that they're constantly worrying, like let's say you're worrying because you've got some big thing coming up in a week. You're like, I'm not going to start worrying about it till Friday because... Until then, it's, it's sort of not ready to be worried about, or I'm not going to worry about this until after Thanksgiving. Got you. Or maybe every day for 20 minutes, I'm going to let myself worry, and I'm going to sit there at my desk, and maybe I'll write notes, or I'll do whatever it is, and I'm just going to worry then. And if I feel like worrying now, I'm not going to, because I've got my scheduled time to worry. It sounds weird, but for a lot of people who feel kind of consumed with worry, and here's another thing. Do you have racing thoughts at night? Do you have trouble sleeping? I do. I, do. I, I, wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say I have trouble sleeping. To be honest, I find that because of all the social networking, yeah. I'm so addicted to my phone. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. yeah, I find that. Don't I have some coffee? Say don't you have a thing with coffee? Are you, I, no, I don't have a thing with. I don't have a thing with. I don't have a thing with coffee. I okay. like my coffee, but I, I, I drink yeah. it early. Okay. okay, like I know oh, so, well okay. enough to not. Okay, I thought maybe I remember that. Okay, no, no, no. It's your phone. Your phone. But my phone. I th- yeah. So when you ask about the sleeping, so at night when I put my phone out, I find that my mind is clearer. Yeah. You know, ah, I, so you're better at night. And so I'm better at night, but also like it's it's like I, I get creative at night. Oh, interesting. You know, I, and yeah. So, so it, there's goods and bads to that. So do you maybe you want to have another period during the day when you don't have your phone? Yeah, like I an do. hour in the morning or something, I so that do you that. can disconnect. But then how am I going to tweet and, and you know Instagram my? But you maybe know, an hour. Maybe okay. you just have an hour free. Okay. So 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 what do you do when you're not happy, but you need to? Um, do work that's around being happy when you oh. have to podcast like oh. like you, you obviously you're not a machine you can't be a total happy machine <laughs> yeah. you are a ginger yeah, yeah. sort of ginger oh 100% yeah yeah because yes. uh, yeah. yeah no so, I would you, but you yeah. have a very sweet face but like you know what do you do when, when, when you're not happy and you need to yeah. do a podcast about you know uh, sort of generally being well, happy it's funny that you say that because my sister well, you know TV like what a harsh business that is Jesus. my sister we were she was in New York for once so we were going to pod- we were going to record together in a, and she got this really, really bad news. Right. And she was... What, a show got canceled or didn't get picked up? Well, or she was going to get staffed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got you. Something bad. And, that uh, fucking business. See, that is, business can it is, really... It's a killer. It's killer. It's, and it's good for me because as a t- writer, I have a lot of control. Right. But my sister doesn't. So it's good for both of us to be talking about it because right. we have different experiences. I got you. And she really had to like... She went out in the hallway, was screaming, was, you know, was like flipping out. And then she came back and I'm like, you got to get it together, my friend. Right. Like, we're going to do this. And, um, and she just had to take some deep breaths. And, and we try, I tried to make her laugh about it and right. get some perspective and some distance. And um, 
but you know, but mostly I try to do things like get enough sleep and right. like not like be rushing around, like things that are going to make me edgy or, or irritable. Because, I got you. Um, because those are the things that drag me down and make it hard for me to 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 kind of do my job. Well. I got you. So so what would so you mentioned sleep, which I think yeah. is a humongous. Yeah. A humongous, it's a, it's a huge factor in the, just yes. the quality of life. 100%. I'm so glad to hear you say that because a lot of people feel like it's optional. It's no, you need optional. to sleep. You have to sleep. You, you, if, you're, if you're tired, yeah. you're, you're, mong- you're, you're going to be, yeah. I, I know that I need to sleep. I'm yeah. edgy yeah. already. <laughs> you know, I, even if I get a good <laughs> night's sleep, I'm Me edgy. <laughs> so what would be sort of, because and, and some of the listeners of my podcast, I would say um, at times they, they, they sort of pick up my or, or, ornery qualities. Yeah, well, what would be... You're high energy. I'm high energy. But that's because <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you. I'm not always like this. You're getting me at my best, my podcast best. But what would be, what would be sort of three, three tips to sort of, sort, of, um, sort of helping just your overall happiness and your well-being? Overall tips, okay. But aside sleeping. Sleep's number one. Okay, besides sleeping. Um, one is um, exercise. I mean, it's such, I a, agree. It's such a... It's such a... Everybody knows it. I agree. But so here's the thing about exercise. Sometimes people think that they're too tired to exercise, I, but in fact, exercise boosts energy. So feeling tired is a reason to exercise. So you're nodding your head. You, you know this. I agree. Yeah. When, it, I, when I wake up... And I exercise, I, f- I swear to God, I'll sometimes yeah. be like, nothing could go wrong in my yes, day. right, right. Well, and I think sometimes people feel like, well, I have to train for the marathon or do an hour spin class or do CrossFit or something. No, it's like even going, 20, 20, yeah, 20-minute 20 walk is better than even nothing. Even if you just do 20 push-ups, yes. it's better than nothing. 100%, absolutely. And it gets, it just really, it, it affects your mood, your memory, your immune function. All, it makes it easier to sleep and to sleep more deeply. I so, totally so, agree. So that, now here's, sleep, exercise, what yeah. else you got? Okay, here's a weird one where so you often think that the way you act because of the way you feel like you're screaming because you're angry but to a very great degree we feel because of the way we act so your brain is saying like wow there's so much screaming and slamming doors around here I guess I must be really angry and so you can control your your emotional state by controlling your behavior because it's hard to directly control your emotional state mm. but it's very easy to to do your behavior so let's say you're feeling you're feeling low energy you're feeling blue mm-hmm. you're feeling unfriendly you Try to act with more energy, speak more quickly, walk more quickly, mm-hmm. act friendly. Just mm-hmm. you know, this whole fake it till you feel it. It seems like some smiling people, is. It, if yes, you don't, smile, smile. If you there actually you just like I'm smiling now, watch. Yeah. I'm gonna smile. There you go. I gotta feel big better. Smile, big smile. You big smile. So they did this study where they made people have an artificial smile by putting a pencil above their lip and telling them like hold the pencil up, and so they kind of like were false smiling, and yeah. even that raised their mood. I agree. And so it, people worry about being inauthentic, but a lot. It's not that you're being inauthentic. It's that you're trying to tap into a certain aspect of your emotions that's feeling out of reach. So I agree. Act the way you want to feel. Okay. And here's one that's we- that isn't true for everybody, but it's true for a lot of people, which is that for a lot of people, outer order contributes to inner calm. And getting your stuff in order and being able to find your keys and mm-hmm. all that stuff makes you feel calmer, makes you feel more energetic. And a lot of people, uh, a friend of mine said, I finally cleaned out my fridge and now I know I can switch careers. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that little disorder makes you feel like your head's messed up. I agree. Yeah. All right, these, these are good basic tips, and, and they're good to remind yourself of. Yeah, it's and not I, that nobody, you know this. You just have to be reminded. Are, did you have a background in psychology no. or anything like that? No. Because no. <laughs> you, you, all right, that's impressive. I'm right, a so, lawyer by training. Are you serious? Yeah, which Are I, you still a lawyer? No, what? Well, it's kind of like Because I got a little problem that maybe you I could think, I, You know, I think like once it's in you, it's always there. What kind of lawyer did you practice? Well, I was a law clerk for Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. 
So Holy I was a really, shit. yeah, I was a hardcore person, and then I just decided I wanted to be a writer instead, so I switched to writing. So, so what has been sort of the biggest sort of wow moment with podcasting for you? Uh-huh. Like for me, you know, I've had people come up to me on the street, and, and I'm used to you're pe- famous already. But 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 when people say to me. When the first thing they say to me is, I love your podcast, I'm always so like, I'm always, it's almost like every single time it's the first time, it catches me off guard. Because it's almost like, that means I love your soul. Right. Because you're revealing yourself in a way that you're not even, with acting or writing, it's, you're revealing yourself much more. I agree. And and, you know, you're talking to people a lot of times in their headphones. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, wait, can I tell you about a funny moment from you on on a podcast? Yes. So my husband's obsessed with Bill Simmons, but I don't know anything about sports. So I was, but I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to one just to hear why he loves Bill Simmons. And the one I listened to was one that you were on there and you were talking about Prince. Yes. And what a stickman he was. And I was like, you were using on the slang. I'm like, I literally don't know a single meaning of any of the slang. I think I get the drift. You got the, the drift of that. But I'm like, this is a whole bunch of male slang That's that funny. I have never been exposed that is to. Funny. I'm like, I need to get out UrbanDictionary.com no, that, or that, something. That was a good. The stick man was. Oh, a, man, you were going on a riff thank there. You, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. All right, but so, but so, but let me ask you. So, so, what what has been one of the moments where you were like, wow? My podcast yeah. has reached these people. Or wow, I didn't, you know, like, yeah. you know, like this celebrity or this person I respect listens yeah. to my podcast. What, what has been a couple of those moments? One thing was we did an episode. It's always very meaningful where some because we talk about advice that you can use at home. So we always start with the try this at home tip. We talk about happiness hacks. We talk about um, stumbling blocks. And when somebody says, like, wow, I really had this problem, and you guys talked about it, and then I did something different, and now my life's better. It's just, it's so, it's, it, 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 you, I feel like I'm part of something that's so much bigger than even I could have created. Like, we did an episode recently where we talked about um, reviving a dormant friendship. Like, looking back in your past and finding somebody who you were once close to but who got away, mm-hmm. or somebody where you always, we were always like, oh, that person would be a friend mm-hmm. if I just, like, made a little bit of an effort but somehow it never happened mm-hmm. and I heard from so many people that were like oh you know when I was listening to that I was thinking about this person or that person in my life and over the last month I've done XYZ and now I have this whole vibrant friendship I mean to me and, it's, and research shows ancient philosophers and contemporary scientists agree that relationships are really the key to happiness and so the thought mm. that I've helped people reconnect with old friends or make new friends mm. it's like that kind of thing that's what means the most to I me like is feeling like it's actually helpful. And again, it's all stuff that everybody knows. It's like, of course you know that friendships are important to your happiness. You don't, you know that. Yep. It's just you need somebody to kind of re- remind you and also maybe give you some ideas about, okay, well, if that's true, what would I do differently? Right. Um, how, would I, how would I put that into practice tomorrow? Right. So that's, that's for me. All right. I really appreciate you talking to me. Oh, this and, is so much fun. And, 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 and I, I, I need to start listening to your podcast Excellent. more often because these things are good and, and, and I do get in the way of myself mentally and, and sort of talk myself on the ledges and I need to start talking myself down to the, the ground floor. So I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, it's so much fun. I'm very, so happy to talk to you. And we, you know, tell your husband, uh, yeah. you know, you were talking to, you could tell him you were talking to one of the consummate stick men no. out there. <laughs> And he'll appreciate it, although it might confuse you. But I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Potpourri episode. Um, We are live at the IAB Upfronts.
I'm speaking with Larry, Larry Rosen. Larry Rosen, and some people who are listening going, who the fuck is Larry Rosen? Larry Rosen is, explain what yes. you do, Larry. All right, I'm the president of a company called Edison Research. Yes. We're based in New Jersey. Yes. And we do research about a variety of different things. We're the company, you'll find this interesting, we're the company that does the exit polls for the television networks on election night. Ah. So when you watch TV on election night, and they say, according to our exit polls, we're oh. projecting. So that's a whole other topic. But we also also do a lot of research about media and audio, and uh, we've been measuring the podcasting space for over 10 years now, and so, so that's why I'm at this conference. That's cool. So, so, so what, what has been the most interesting, biggest growth um, about podcasting in the last 10 years? Well, the biggest growth has come in the last year. It's uh, been sort of a You blame slow, that on me and my fans. I would we, say we brought, credit. We brought, yes. Not credit, just blame, credit, credit to Credit on you. us. We yes. brought all the people in. Right. That, that weren't listening. But it's, it's you and it's so much other energy in the space that is causing growth. And it's been a very slow build over the mm. course of the 10 years. There were... Tech, there still are some technological uh, limitations, and it's still uh, sort of foreign to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know what we're finding is that the big challenge is sort of getting people into podcasting because once they get in, a lot of them get sort of stuck, and they love it, and they listen to tons of podcasts. So there's a, sort of this tipping point that people need to go through, and then for many of them. They get really into it at that So point. when you say the biggest challenge is to get them into it is because they're reluctant, they don't know, they don't have the technology. What, what, is, what have you found from the Edison group? Um, so the, the things I would say, number one, is that when most people think of audio, their brain goes to music and their first right. thought is to listen to music. And so they need sometimes to be uh, given a... Uh, a taste, you know, someone say, you should check this out, you should try this, and they re realize that there's more than just music that's compelling to them and is exciting to them. Secondly, is absolutely technological. It used to be with podcasts, really a royal pain to listen to them. You had to sync a, a file off of your, your desktop computer over to your iPod and things like that. Now that's, you know, much, much more seamless with people's phones. But even then, you know, Google just added it to Android as a right. built-in thing. There's still, for a lot of people, technological gaps and the biggest one that still remains for most people is in the car because mm -hmm. even if they can get the podcast onto their phone for a lot of people even though they could through an aux jack or through bluetooth or something get the sound out of their phone and mm -hmm. through the car it's so painful for a lot of people I got you. that they might they'll just listen to the radio i got you as that becomes easier and easier listening will go up more and more because the the obstacles will be reduced okay now listen i i pride myself on on, on my podcast being a worldwide phenomenon give me one tip larry one tip how i could just take things to the next level like i'm trying to take things to like other planets yeah you know other places undiscoverable like, so technologically speaking from a marketing point of view other than my crazy videos my instagrams my posts i go on street corners are you listening to the iron Rapport stereo podcast give me one tip to take things to the next level well i think you're doing the right things i mean going on other people's podcasts yes. the, the overwhelming evidence is that the single most powerful thing to launch a new podcast is to get mentioned on an existing successful mm. podcast mm. i mean serial was great because the content was great, but it was great in part because Ira Glass on a regular episode of This American Life mm -hmm. could feature Serial. Right. Uh, the whole Gimlet group has created sort of a, a perpetual motion machine where one of the shows is doing well, and it says you should also check out this show. NPR is doing that. Uh, Panoply is doing that. And so I think you are doing the right things by being a guest on people's podcasts, okay. uh, like Sim 
Simmons and others. Right, right. And so that they go, hey, this guy's got it, uh, something to say. He's got a take. And make sure you mention when you do that, right. I have my own podcast. I got you. Too. I got you. Um, and so, so, so what are the other things? I'm curious now. What are the other things at the Edison Group that you guys are sort of doing research on um, that, that, that you're, you're excited about and that, you know, like... That, that so what I'm here to yes. talk about today, I'm showing you just some of the general trends on how much it's Does growing. the Edison Group have a podcast in itself? Uh, we don't. If, well, several of us are... Well, I've been guests, uh, a right, guest right, on right. many podcasts. Maybe we should launch our own yes, podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, but the, um, what I'm here to talk about today is research we did with the IAB that shows not only is it growing and popular, but that... Uh, more proof of how well advertising works in this medium. I got you. And that advertisers uh, should continue to get on board and should continue to pay very high, we call them cost per thousand CPM, if you've learned the lingo yes. here, uh, you know, high value yes. for listeners to podcasts because listeners to podcasts want to support their shows, mm. they want to support their hosts, and they want to support the kinds of companies that support those shows. And so the results are tremendous. That, that, makes, that makes sense. That's good to hear. So, because, because, like, you know, like I was talking to these women earlier, and like, you know, there's thousands and thousands, and it's getting up into, you know, a million people will listen to one episode of a podcast. I'm in, I'm in the film and television business. You know, that's bigger than some people, amount of people that watch a live TV show at times. Oh, absolutely. And if you sell a million tickets to a movie, you know, at, Ten dollars. That's a good opening weekend. That's a tremendous opening yeah, weekend. Right. So um, the numbers are are sneaky big. I agree with you, and they're growing. And there's also just a real relationship that builds. Right. And it's so, an intimacy. Yeah. And so hey, it, whatever the interval is, it's another week and a new episode. Is right. People get excited for that. Right. Similar to how they get excited for a new TV show right. and things right. like that. All right, Larry. Listen. I'm going to be introducing you later on. It's going to be fantastic. We're live at the IABs. You've made history, okay, because this is the first uh, I Am Rapport Serial Podcast potpourri episode. Okay. So I appreciate you talking to me. Uh, this is very insightful, and uh, thanks for taking the time, Larry. Of course. Happy to do it. Thank you. I Am Rapport Podcast. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Potpourri Extravaganza coming live from the IABs. I'm here with the ladies of Stuff You Missed in History Class. And I'm a perfect uh, person because I missed everything in not just history class and probably school uh, in general. So, um, how you guys doing? We're good. Yeah, we've had a pretty good time today. Yeah. Did, have you guys spoken uh, in, to the people yet? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we did our thing a few minutes ago. Yeah. Do, are you guys comfortable speaking uh, uh, in live? Do you get nervous? Uh, I used to get nervous. The first time we had a live show. Are you guys doing the live shows now? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. What, I'm, I'm, I'm finding that, uh, that that's like the sort of the, the new thing. Like, how, how, how do you enjoy that? I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. The first time we had one, though, we had never done one. Right. And I was extremely nervous. Uh, but after we got that first one out of the way, then it was a, a lot better. How about you? I love it. I mean, I, I don't. I always say I don't get nervous. I get excited. Right. Even if I'm shaky, it's just because I'm like, this is going to be fun. It's, right. It's like getting on a roller coaster. Right. It's like and I love pumped. talking to people. So it's super duper fun for me. So, so what, what's, what inspired your podcast? 
everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, we we have even though it's called stuff you missed in history class, the range is open enough that it's kind of like anything that we find that's interesting we can run with. Right. So we really have a, a lovely bit of freedom in that regard where we can talk about the manure crisis in New York in the 1900s and we can talk about, you know, issues of sexuality through history and we can talk about the more staid things that people expect. Like, I got you. We can talk about historical figures, but there's also a lot of other color in the past that needs to be talked about. Did, did you guys miss a lot of shit in history class? Yeah, there's the stuff that I don't remember because I found history classes boring in school. Right. And then there's the part that they just like skipped over. Right. Like they didn't really get into a lot of the sorts of things that we talk about. What What, what is some of the, because the, the, people have such different point of views on history and the world and people want to believe yeah. what they want to believe. What has been one of the, 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 the topics that you guys have dealt with that have sort of piss people off or sort of oh, cause the biggest uproar because now it's like you could do a podcast and then you become this you know celebrity podcasters and obviously i'm sure you guys are on twitter and social media because it's all part of the the, the the podcasting world what's been the one that drove nut people nuts i'm trying to think you, has there been a few of them oh yeah we just got to pick the one that made people the most angry I'm just looking at my mic. A down lot of here. times, it's uh, how we pronounce something will set off a ridiculous rage battle. What the? F- yeah, well, right. I'm with you. That's exactly my I mean, reaction. You hear the way I speak because <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you're my people. Um, here's one that you would never have expected. So we did one because we try to like have a little foresight and be like, this might cause some weirdness. Right. We should just be ready. We did one on the history of crayons. Uh-huh. This seems benign. Right. It's not. We started the biggest war on social media about how people pronounce the word crayon. Like it was ridiculous. Wait. They're stupid idiots. Like it was what, 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 crayon. Right. What's the pronunciation? You I say crayon, you say crayon. You say crayon. Crayon. People in sort of more the Midwest, it's it's more like crown. Like it's one no, they syllable kind of slurred that together. That doesn't work. Crown? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, again, I I'm not one to... I can't really do it because that's not where I grew up. Right. I'm <laughs> so not one I'm to... I'm never going to sound right. Yeah. I, I hear you. I, like I, my enunciation, pronunciation, the way I speak is... is I'm, there's nothing, you know, fantastic about it. Yeah. So, so that would be the one thing that stuck out of all the things. But what about like in terms of like... You bitches don't, because I'm sure that you, oh, they probably call oh, yeah. you. I'm, I'm not saying that, but I'm sure, because oh, on social media, it's like, you know, I've been called you bitches, and I'm just one person, right. but like, so what, what was the one thing, like, that's not right, and, you know, this didn't happen, and you bees don't know what the hell you're talking about, uh, in, in a historical context. Anything about slavery. Anything about slavery. Wow, okay. And then the people come, and they say, why don't you ever talk about the Irish slaves, and it's like, well, because that's not a real thing. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the unfortunate, the unfortunate thing that happens when people do get sort of a broad strokes, whittled down version of history in school, which is no way shade to teachers. Like, they are working their asses off. Right. But a lot of times you kind of get the broad strokes, bullet points version. Right. And you don't realize, no, there's a lot of shading in there. And right. Historians are writing things from certain points of view, so you can't just look at one textbook or one account. Right. You have to look at a broad scope, and that's when the patterns really start to emerge, and you realize maybe what you were taught and tested on was not entirely accurate. If, if somebody like myself, who uh, was failed uh, by the public school system of New York City and uh, the alternative private schools that I went to, wanted to sort of educate himself uh, more on, on history in general, what would you say are the three quintessential history books to read 
On it, let's say, let's start with American history. What would you say are the three, the th what, what would, like, what, or, or just, or in general, what would you say are the three sort of best ways to sort of re-educate, revitalize somebody's interest, besides listening to your podcast, of course, what would be sort of like the, the best way to start? See, I think it's really hard to pick a book because a lot of our show is focused on a specific thing. Okay. So instead of like a book that's going to give you an overview, we're usually focused on like books and primary sources about the individual incident that we're talking about instead ah. of like the big arc. Um, so you go like more specific about the incident. I got you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although so I have a book suggestion. Give it to me. And it will surprise no one that listens to our podcast okay. because I have rabies for for Queen Victoria. Okay. I just do. I love her. Okay. But uh, Christopher Hibbert wrote a really good biography of her. And why I think it's important is because her reign was so long and her life touched all of Europe and parts of America in terms of influence okay. that it becomes a really good snapshot of that chunk of time. Okay. So from you know the early 1800s right up to 1900, she was influencing, influencing the globe continually. Okay. So that's a good one, I think. And, and it's what a good is the name read. of the book? Um, I think it's Queen Victoria, A Life. I okay. hope I'm not confusing it with another Victoria title that I all right. read recently. All right. Now, you told me you are a housewife fan. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, I'm going to blow your mind right now. Okay, do it. Tonight, I'm going to watch I what know. happens live. <laughs> I I'm love really that you know pissed this. off because my hotel doesn't get Bravo. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to watch the after show online. Okay. That's all I got. You got to watch the after show. And you know I'm on with Bethany. Yes. So It's going to go down. It's going down. That situation is popping off. Yes. I hope you are ready to light the fuse. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to light the fuse. I, I mean, w what was your opinion of the finale of Real Housewives of New York this year? Okay, I got to think of the finale because the last thing I watched was the, uh, the first of the reunion shows. Okay. Well, the I mean, just in general. The whole I, thing is cuckoo bananas. I, nuts. We're, we're, Delicious. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Dude, what do you think? Of, what do you think of Luann and Tom more specifically? I mean, do, are you, do, you, I think do you feel? She, do you feel? She, she wants to feel special. Right. Right. Which who doesn't? Right. But I just think it's maybe clouded some judgment there. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and I, I wish. Which breaks my heart because I don't want people to trade in. Like the potential for an actual really amazing connection with someone for what they think they want when yes. I don't think it's going to get them there. I agree. I agree. Who, who is your, if you had to do it, I always do top fives because I always equate it to basketball. Are you, what, first of all, are you all, are you all housewives? What are your shows? I can't do Atlanta. Really? Yeah, because it's my city. And so, like, when I see them in restaurants I'm eating at, you see I'm them? like, well, not personally, but like what I'll, I oh, have oh, on occasion. Oh, okay, okay, you say when I you have see on them, occasion, but when I see them in a restaurant where I eat, I'm like, no, it's weird. Okay. Like, when. <laughs> Bobby and Whitney lived in Atlanta. Yeah, 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 they yeah, lived yeah. near one of my good friend's places of business. Yes. And so they would sometimes stumble into half happy hour afterwards. Right. And when you and say stumble, cool. you mean stumble. It was like, you know, you hoped you saw them. They were like right. the Wienermobile. Right, like right, you just right. hoped maybe they'll show up and something crazy right. will happen. But somehow I, it doesn't translate to housewives for me. I'm like, I got you. I'm not comfortable Man, with You're this. missing out with Atlanta. It's, it's, Atlanta is the gift that keeps on giving. I, I love Atlanta. I don't, see, part of New it, York though, is, is my favorite, that's though. That's not my Atlanta I either. Got you. I understand. I don't understand your worldview. <laughs> no, I got you. You know, so, so, like so, I'm in the same places as you, I but we you. are not in the same Atlanta at all. Me, me, and um, me, and what's her name? I'm just totally came in out of my head. Not Dorinda um, on on Roni. Um, my favorite, uh, she's Ramona. Ramona. <gasps> she live. We live in the same neighborhood on the Upper you're East Side. Ramona Coaster adjacent. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so I love it. So, so I get what you're saying. Like if I saw them, it might take away from it. I, um. So if you had to pick your favorite, most influential housewife Here, of, of, of all cities, who would it be? 
Oh my gosh. Who's the one that sort of like who like has a your heart? Sophie's choice. Because because to me, Bethany Bethany will always be my heart because I she's love what, her. she's what sucked me into the housewives to begin with. Really? Yes. See, I've been there from day one. See, I missed out. And I missed day I missed one. out on Orange County. See, day one with Orange County. See, I, I thought this is gonna be an hour of Schadenfreude just for me. Right. Where I can judge people who have everything no. and still have and nothing. And then you fell in love. And then I was like, Damn it! I gotta watch this every damn week. And and, and I, I I say this with all seriousness. I put a good episode of Housewives up with the best of the best television yes, out there. Thank you. I, I, yes. I, I when it, a good fucking episode of whatever city you're into. When it when there's like when there's like some good bad maybe. Uh, I mean, if you get a table flip, there's not table flipping has become. Hope, but, but now but, it's passe. Yeah, it's pa- I was yeah. just gonna say table flipping is I mean, passe. Everybody flips a damn. But table. when you get some emotion, some some drama. It, there's nothing. I'm like, this is why the television was invented yes. in the first place. You're a history 100%. history person. The television was invented to entertain. It's exactly. What it's Philo not some highfalutin vision. Exactly. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? Uh, it is wildly it wasn't entertaining. For some, it wasn't to be confused. Listen, I will watch Mad Men and The Sopranos until right. the day. I, but I, I, sometimes I'm even with even with Tony Soprano. God rest his soul. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, this is lagging a little bit. I've never felt right. like any episode of The Housewife right. is lagging. Well, I always tell, my husband always teases me. He's like, your garbage is on, and he just knows to putter away. And I'm like, dude, I edited, You're missing out. I edited articles on telemetry all day yeah. long. Like, my ass is going to sit on this couch and watch Housewives. Yeah, I, and, and, and just you be, should tell him, it's, it's not, it's, you're missing out. Like, he thinks that you're like, sort of, <laughs> it's not garbage. I tell people, like, they're like, I can't believe you watch it. And I go, I can't believe you don't. Right? You're missing, well, your is. life is fucked because you don't watch it. It is a fascinating, like, here's what happens when you put people in a terrarium. Absolutely. So all of those scientific studies could have just bypassed and gotten a production budget and go. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still on Who Is My Heart, and I think it might be Bethany. Yeah. I will say, um, even though I don't watch Atlanta, Candy has my utmost respect. She is so legit. Yes. I, I like Candy, too. I met Candy. She's amazing. She was good. Are you down with jo- uh, Jersey? Yeah. How do you feel about uh, Teresa and Joe? Joe going to, going to jail? I feel bad. I mean, of course, I feel bad for any family that has to I go know. through that. That's when I think like the show really soup is is great. I can't believe we're going this deep into it. I love but it. It's Are you vo- kidding? No one else will talk this with me. <laughs> the one other person at House of Works that used to do it has left, and so we text each other, but it's not. The same. That's funny, but yeah. I mean, like when when that stuff was going on with Teresa and and, her, and when she was at an, in prison, and now he's in prison. Yeah. It, that's real. That's real drama shit. That's yeah. I mean, there are kids involved yeah. whose lives are being impacted. Milan is upset. Well, always. <laughs> I mean, that's like saying the sky is blue. You know what I mean? There's always like a live wire situation Absolutely. going on there. All right, listen. I'm gonna let you guys go. I appreciate you guys doing oh, this. Oh, likewise, likewise. Thank and, you for uh, having uh, us. And I, and I can't. I'm gonna start listening to your podcast because I I I, I do get sucked into the junk and I think it would be a good balance to, to, we to try to find some of history's junk yeah we have some history junk too we okay. did a whole thing about about the time that the butter industry and the margarine industry were fighting with each other okay and they took that all the way to the Supreme Court and tried okay. to make a 14th amendment argument I'm about a, butter do you remember what episode number that was no it's recent it's but it's alright yeah. I'm gonna check it out it is housewives level drama alright I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna check it out and, and, and I, I'm looking forward to it and I appreciate you guys talking to me Likewise, on this potpourri thank you so much thank you guys thank you Thank you. I am Rappaport Podcast. All right. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. This is a potpourri podcast extravaganza. I'm trying to get as many people from the IAB upfronts, which is really, this is a sort of a, uh, uh, the, 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 the sort of the best of the best uh, podcasting personalities around the world. If you've ever heard of the podcast, Stuff You Should Know. 
have one of the co-hosts here. I think we're being told to be quiet. Um, and um, we're coming live and direct. It's New York City. Chuck Bryant, one of the hosts of Stuff You Should Know. How you doing, Chuck? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. You just left the stage. I did. Had that go out there. <laughs> it was fine. But, but so, so, so on your podcast, you guys talk and explain stuff you should know. That's right. What do you know about live speaking? Were you nervous live speaking? Well, you know, we uh, go on tour now. Oh, okay, and, right. Uh, I don't get nervous in front of a room of a thousand people who are there to see me. Right. But in front of 75 journalists. Right. It's a little bit different. You don't know what you're getting. No, I was a little nervous. Um, all right. So how did you guys start doing your podcast? Because in case you haven't heard it, Stuff You Should Know is one of the biggest podcasts out there. You guys have been doing it for a while. You've been in the podcast yeah. for a while. Like, how did it come about? Uh, it's like eight and a half years ago. We um, worked for a, a website called How Stuff Works, where we have these articles that just sort of explain how everything you can think of works right. in a way that like anyone can understand. Right. Uh, and our boss at the time said, try this podcast thing. And we had to Google what that was. And we started a show. And iTunes featured us early on. And we got up in the top ten in rankings and just sort of by divine virtue have kind of stayed there. So is this now like your, your, your main job, like being a podcast host? Yeah, it's a, it's a career. Wow. It's crazy. And, and like I'm a veteran of an industry now, which accidentally. Right. Just crazy. Did you ever imagine, like before you were podcasting like, and before you were writing articles, like did you ever imagine, like, like do you know shit? Like when people see you, are they like, yo, yes. do you know this? Do you know that? Are they challenging you? Because that's, that's what I feel like. I want to like quiz you on shit right yeah. now. Well, uh, I, the human brain can only hold so much. So it's, it's like one in, one out, like at a club right. at this point. Are you, are you, would, would you consider yourself generally smart or have, have, have you sort of expanded your, your mental horizon since you started podcasting? Um, well, I mean, I've always been into reading and learning about stuff and I was always a curious person, but, um, you know, I think it's not about smart. It's just sort of curiosity. I think right. that's like the key word. Okay. You know, what, um, how do you guys keep up, uh, content because at a certain point will it ever run out with like are you like when will you know everything like now now we know everything and and like what are you gonna do then like are you worried about like like shit like try to come up with interesting stuff because you know you as you know sometimes you're like up for a podcast and then sometimes you're like uh you know like do like so how do you guys keep up with like content and topics and ideas and all that stuff you know uh it does feel like the world is getting smaller when we're looking for topics right because we've done like close to 900 shows now damn because we You've do done two, 900 shows yeah we do two a week so holy shit it's um and, and it's a lot 900 shows on all different stuff that you should know everything you can think of man from like history to politics to pop health. culture and health and medicine and uh wow which is kind of the cool thing because there's literally nothing that we can't uh, tackle that That's would cool. be like out of bounds. You know? have, have you ever done anything on uh, ulcerative colitis? No. <laughs> okay. See, I suffer from ulcerative colitis. Uh huh. So maybe you do. I, I'm totally serious. And and a lot of people suffer from it. Yeah. Ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease. Maybe you do an, a, an episode on that. I could be a guest and tell you. We could totally do that. I'm totally serious. I, I suffer from it, and it's something that I, I, I talk about in a lighthearted way, but because it's serious to me. Yeah. 
Of course. Um, and when you look up some of the, when you guys do your research, because you're going to research, you're going to be like, oh shit, Rappaport has ulcerative colitis. So I'm yeah. just throwing that at you because 900 <laughs> episodes is impressive, man. It's we, a lot. we just did our 200th episode. Dude, that's a lot. Way to go. I know, but that feels like a fucking duffel bag of like, yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> but 900, that's no joke, man. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking, I met you like right before this, and I want to like officially state how much your Tribe Called Quest documentary meant to me well i appreciate that that was like my college years yep like it just brought me back man it was really good thank you and i'm glad that someone like you know knew what an important band they were to tackle of course of course yeah well i appreciate that um you know it was a pleasure it was it was a challenge did you know those guys beforehand or i I knew them a little bit Uh um i've known q-tip roundabout you know, um, we, we, we know each other, you know, better now. We went, yeah. through, we went through it. Um, I didn't know Fife at all. The yeah. late, great Fife dog. I know, man. So um, sad. Yeah. And, and, and um, I got to know him. And, and uh, Ali, I knew a little bit, too. And Jerobi, I, I didn't know. But, you know, I got to know them. I, I, was, uh, it, I was really starstruck in the beginning. I bet. Because I had to get over that quickly. Because I didn't want to be biased, but I had, I'm such a tremendous fan of oh, yours, yeah. like everybody well, else. Well, the love showed through. That's not bias. It's yeah. love. Thank you. Thank you. So it was, it was, it was, I was happy to do it. I yeah, was happy man. to do it. And, and I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that you, you, you dug it. Um, so let me ask you, I don't want to keep you long here. You know, just so people know, we're, we're backstage here. I don't know. We're at the Time, Inc. building. South. Yeah. Manhattan. What is it? Is it? What is it? Uh, what? The, the, this building here? Yeah. The Time Incorporated building. Down on the, you know, like Battery Park. Yeah, we're down here. Um, we don't hang out here a whole lot, though, no, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so, so what has been like sort of, you know, like I have people that come up to me and be like, I love your podcast. And every single time it happens, I'm surprised. You know, I'm an actor, so I'm, I'm used to people yeah. acknowledging me for movies or sure. TV or just screaming at me in general. Yeah, yeah. But w- for you guys, um, what's been the, the, the biggest sort of like, holy shit, so-and-so knows about our podcast? Like, w- what's been the sort of... You know, or a handful of them. I'm sure they're a handful of them, like, you know, that, you know, like the wow moment since being so successful in the podcast game. You know, I think um, aside from hearing from people like, you know, like famous people that listen, like, which is always who. super like, cool. Like you could name drop. Don't, please name drop. That's what I'm asking you. Because I'm saying it in a, because I'm sure you're probably like, holy shit, so-and-so knows our podcast. Like, so just give me a couple of them. Well, I mean, we actually managed to become friends with a few of them. Wyatt Sinak. Okay. He's a pal now. Okay. And he came through as a listener at first. That's cool. And uh, John Hodgman, also of The okay. Daily Show. Yep, yep. And he's a buddy now. That's cool. And, jeez, uh, who else? Well, Ira Glass, the, yep. po- the pod father himself. Right, right, right. He, uh, we did an event with him, and he was very, very sweet and complimented us. So, That's cool. You know, for being two guys who'd like did not plan to get into this. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's all like, you know, we just toured the UK and Are Ireland. Are you serious? And like finished out our tour with two sold out shows in London. And it, that was one of those moments where I was just like, holy shit, what has happened in my life? Are you serious? Yeah. So, so when you do the shows overseas, how many people show up? Uh, well, London for the two shows was about 1,800 people. Holy fucking shit. That's yeah. incredible, <laughs> that man. That was nuts, man. So, so when you guys do your live shows, do you sort of live podcast? Do you recap stuff? Do you Q&A? Like, what, what's sort of the basis of the live shows? Well, we, we start off with almost like, it's almost like dual stand-up, like 20 minutes of just sort of goofing off with the crowd. Right. And then we'll actually sit down and do a topic live. Okay. And then we do a little about 20 minutes of Q&A afterward. That's really fucking cool. Yeah, man. it's so much fun, man. Wow, man, that's crazy. 1,800 people. Yeah, and I, I never like... Uh, 
I never thought I'd be comfortable on stage, but now right. like I really look forward to getting out That's there. That's cool. There's an energy, right? Yeah, you know how. I mean, have you you done play acting probably, right? Yeah, I've done play acting, and and actually, we did a three city world tour of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. We hit Milwaukee, Minnesota, and Chicago. It was the three city world tour? Yeah, yeah. And um, we we did those cities. Those yeah, were great. Yeah, they're they were good. So so I mean, but the live audiences are cool, and really especially cool. podcasts are so different because there's there's a, there's a relationship that you build yeah. with whoever you're you're fan of. Yeah, you know, I feel like there's a, it's 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 a direct. You know, they're listening most of the time in their headphones. Yeah, it's very intimate. Yeah, for sure. Like the thing we hear most often is that like we feel like you're our buddies. That's cool, man. Because our show's really conversational and laid yeah. back. It's not, we don't come across as like experts or right. teachers or anything like that. Right, right. So it's very, very fun. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, so, you know, I've only been podcasting for two years. So you've been doing it for a while. What has been the biggest change in the business of podcasting since, you know, you started? The biggest change is that people are advertising now on right. shows and that, you know, businesses realize that. You know, you guys got a million people a week listening right, to you. Right, And that's, you know, some TV shows don't have a million people watching. Shit, that's incredible, So they're isn't starting it? to put some money behind it, which, right. you know, just makes the whole thing kind of legit. Okay. You know? That's cool, man. Yeah. What, uh, what is the one thing that you guys haven't tackled in your show that you want to tackle or that you, you feel like this topic is, is or too... Um, tantalizing or, or intimidating like what's been the one thing you guys are like you have do you have like on your radar that you want to do next you know we've always wanted to cover scientology oh but that documentary in the book that yeah the going clear yes they did such a good job at kind of like yes i don't even know if we need to bother now that's true they did such a good job with that that's true but we might we might put our spin on it but we're a little afraid you know they'll come after you (laughs) (laughs) you know all right cool yo i'm gonna let you go i appreciate this is a potpourri podcast i'm speaking to one half of one of the biggest podcasts in the entire world. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, man. Huge fan. I, I'm, Very I'm a cool fan to too, meet you. man. And, and if you do something on ulcerative colitis yeah. <laughs> or anything else, you know, I, I appreciate what you yeah, guys I'm do. Yeah, sorry to hear that, too. That's, yeah, no, that's I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. But, just watch. I just think it would be an interesting topic to take on. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. All right, man. thanks, Mike. Thank all right, the Iron Rapport Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Casper mattresses. Both me and G Monetti have been sleeping on Casper mattresses for months. Casper is an award-winning sleep startup that launched with outrageously comfortable mattresses sold directly to the consumers. All right, the Casper mattress is singular design, universally comfortable, available in all standard sizes, and backed by a 10-year warranty. Casper mattresses. Free two to five days shipping anywhere in the in the United States and in Canada. In New York City, you can get your fucking mattress the same day. $50 off the promo code when you punch in Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. $50 off your first mattress. Okay, go to Casper Mattresses, Casper.com. Check it out. Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, the podcast potpourri extravaganza. (laughs) It just just gets better and better. I had this guy on the podcast, the, the now infamous Raging Bull episode. Fucking balls in this guy. Ask you a question. What did you did you not? I'm not going to ask you. 
It's a sick question. You're a sick fuck, and I ain't that sick. I'm going to answer you. You should worry about your weight, you fat fuck. And you wouldn't have problems upstairs and fucking taking on me, you fucking nutball. The breathing. I hear you breathing. <laughs> I'm here with Jim Brewer, who, like I said, I'm, we're, I'm bringing out people at the IABs. No one knows what the fuck the IABs are, but no. it's the podcast up front. And what, what is it? What te- are we doing? We're trying to get advertising? We're trying to get some doing. fucking, we're trying to get some, squeeze some people for a couple of bucks. Why don't we do it the old-fashioned way? Why don't we wait? Outside, right, and these fucking bananas come outside. Like, come here, we don't. We we, we we give them money to. Right, I hit him over the we head with a mic. You. The fuck, I know where your sister That's lives. That's what I'm talking about, That's Adam. <laughs> Adam, just talking about you. How are you? I didn't even know you were gonna be here. I swear to God. <laughs> that is impressive. I swear to God. Come I'm on. Doing a, no, I did not know you were gonna. Be I, I, I want to. This is the uh, 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 a podcast potpourri episode, Adam. So I have to get you. <laughs> I'm getting every single person that, 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 that's walked through the doors. And I just want to let you know, outside there's a tough fucking crowd. All right, Adam Carolla? Oh, yeah, no. Sloppy seconds. Yeah. yeah. No, they're right. Industry, right? Yeah, no well, you've you done this, right. no? Yeah. Yeah, he's no, a pro at this. Yeah, but I know what you're dealing with. Adam Kroll is wearing a soft-ass Iron Rapport stereo. we got to get you a new one. we got new <laughs> flavors, new styles. I have two or three of them. No, I want to get you the whole package. Yeah. I, uh, listen. I got Amber Rose on the back. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> I'm trying uh, to make everyone happy. I, I swear, so here's what happened. Out of, out of a, you, you, when we, you'll see the lay of the land over there. Yes. I come, I'm changing into a, a jacket and a shirt, and I come walking out of the little bathroom green room area, and I'm talking to two ladies, and they're looking at my shirt. And they say, who is that on your shirt? And I said, it's Michael Rappaport. And they go, oh, do I know that guy? And I said, yeah, you know that guy. He's an actor. You've seen that guy before. And I said, oh. And then I turn and look, and you're on the big screen. That's funny. They're literally staring that at you. And I turn and looked, and I went, it's him. That's the guy on my shirt. <laughs> and they went, I, of course it's him, goofball. You wore the shirt. I said, no, I didn't. That I had funny. no idea he was going to be here. That is funny. Zero idea. I was facing this way. You were on the big screen behind my head. That's funny. They were facing the screen, and I was that trying to explain to funny. them who you were. That, shit, I need a new publicist. <laughs> All right, so are you guys excited? You guys are comedians. You've done live shows. How excited are you to get out there in front of this industry audience? And you already went out there, Jim. What's the climate out there? Oh, it's, it's cold. But <laughs> I didn't, who cares? Right. I don't give a shit. We're just, gonna, all, all I can do is go up. What are they going to do? Are they going to drop me? Right. I don't have the, I'm, not, I'm not Corolla here. I ain't already got that big revenue coming in. I got you. I can only go higher. Who gives a shit? How, how, I may explode two months from now. I'm all of a sudden, I'm something in the... I can kill in there. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. They're going to listen and go, what's his numbers? Right. Don't give hold a on. Sh- I like this philosoph- I like the philosophical approach. Like, what are they going to do? Go home and rape my kids? Right. What are they going to do? <laughs> exactly. What are they do? Burn my house down? Exactly. What are they going to do? Rape me? Right. What are they going to do? Yeah, there's a lot of, what, a meteor hits the planet? What? Right. What are they going to do? They can't do anything. What are they going to do? Second Holocaust? What are they going to do? <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> So, so I, like since, your, I like where your head's at. So since we're doing podcast potpourri, Jim, tell me about your podcast. I listen to it. I love it. You you must love doing it because I know you love metal music. You love music in general. Are, how much fun are you having doing it? It's a fucking blast. I mean, who gets a... Uh, now, you know, knowing these guys, like uh, uh, Brian Johnson and stuff like that, the last thing I expect to... I make a mistake. I don't think anyone's listening. <laughs> I still really don't think anyone's listening. No, they're listening. Yeah, well, I didn't realize that. Especially until, you know, it was, I think it was March, and I said, oh, yeah, I saw this guy last night, and he said he'd, they kicked him to the curb. Bang! What, in, in uh, Twitter, 
social media, Twitter. I woke up in the morning. It was like England news. It was it was it was scary. Are you serious? Yes, it was scary. And and then I had to get a call from him, and he's like, "Did you say something on social media and something about uh, getting kicked out of the band?" I'm like, no, I never said that. What are you talking about? Yeah. The one thing he called you. Yeah, I know him. Right, know. right, right. So, but yeah, he was a little thrown off that morning. But at the end of the day, I answer your question. I'm having a ball. What the? F- I mean, who's? I like you? metal. I like Mets. And right. I like being married. Right. Family. What? Well, that's all yeah, I got. It's all alliteration. That's all I got. So no, yeah. it's good. It's the three M's: marriage, <laughs> metal, and Mets. So, yeah, that's it. That's all. I yeah. Got. That's all you, you need. You want to dig deeper? You go Metallica to keep the whole M M and M theme going. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah. The movie Magic Mike. Yeah. Right. That's right. Do you? Who's on your hit list? Who's the one person you haven't been able to get on your podcast? Ozzy. I want Ozzy. What's his fucking problem? You can't get him on here? Uh, I think I'm going to get him this year. Okay. I think I'm going to get him this year. Would you be, like, freaked out, nervous, excited? No. Not at all? No. To, to sit with him? No, he's a family guy. I want to get into weird shit with him. Okay. I want to talk about it. I, I want to see someone like him, how much history knows. Like, I want to have a history test with him. That's the stuff I want to do with Ozzy. Okay. Stuff like that. I don't, want, I don't give a shit about his records or right. anything like that. I want to get into weird Ozzy deep. Those guys, when you sit with them, you sit with like the lead singer ACDZ, they love talking about history and World War II and oh, the Beatles created everything. I, I can tell you right, right now that from, uh, not Sharon, uh, see, what's the daughter? Kelly. Uh, Kelly. Yeah. Kelly told me once when I announced that women don't know anything about World War II because they just don't. Like, I talked to women whose dads were F-18 fighter pilots in Vietnam. And I'm like, what do you do? Something with the Navy. I don't remember. You know, it's like, she said she does know about World War II because her and Ozzy sit around and would watch the History Channel all about mm. World War II because his when he was born, he was born into a bombed-out mm. city right. that uh, the Krauts had just bombed a couple of years earlier. Mm. So he's very much into that. Although, when I said to Kelly... So you do know something about World War II. And she said everything about World War II. I said, name, just give me two ally and access powers. Like, two good guys, two bad guys. You know? Like, Japan, who were they with? England, who were they with? And she said, oh, that's a trick question. <laughs> I said, well, wait. <laughs> that's now, a little tricky a when you ask me I'd that. Say, that I'd say that's the, that a trick question? That's, that's right, under you, right under where you sign your name on the World War II test. That's the first question <laughs> yeah. that comes up. She said, don't give me any trick questions. I said, listen, I want to ask you how many guys died in Dunkirk or something. Right. That's a trick question. This is who fought right. who. Right. This right. is you saying, I'm an expert in the Super Bowl. Who the Patriots play two years ago? And you're like, oh, okay, don't give me that crap. Now, if you're going to start with that, then I ain't going there. <laughs> Just give me some of the players. Give me some. Just of the- give a couple players' names. Yeah, couldn't do one. Uh, I got to get dressed. So. All right, yo, right. Adam, I, I got, appreciate I got, it. I got your underpants put on back. Yo, there. I, <laughs> I got to get you oh, like a hand, like a I whole package. Everything. I got I need, you. I got I you. I got you. I need everything. I got you. Right, I got good you. Good seeing you. Good seeing you, man. Have a good one. All right. All right, Jim, I'm gonna let you go. Oh my god, it was funny. If you win, you win. If you lose, you still win. Just get down to 155 pounds, you fat fuck. You stop eating. You got that? <laughs> Fucking two men, you fall down. What's so hard about it? Here, hit my face. Boom. Slap my face. Boom. Is that so fucking hard? You know what I look like? Like a mamaluke. He ain't pretty no more. He ain't pretty no more. He ain't pretty no more. Nick from uh, Cheers. Yes. Yes, and he was frightening in that. So good. And with his cigarette. Tommy, you know, why is it, I mean, can we do this? I mean, you sit down. He says up there. Oh, dude. Greatest movie ever. The best. Greatest movie ever. All right, Jim, I'm going to let you go. Thank you, brother. Good seeing you. It's good to see you too, my man. I'll see you later. Take care, Mike. All right. 
All right, what can I say? It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. I want to thank all the people that participated. I want to thank all the people who let me interview them impromptu style, guerrilla style podcasting. That was guerrilla style podcasting at its finest. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, thanks for the new listeners. I'm sure thousands and thousands and thousands of other new listeners were fans of the guys who we had on the podcast. Join the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. If you want a soft ass Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast t shirt, we have a whole bunch and they're super soft. All right. Go to districtlines.com forward slash I am Rapport. We got the full Iverson. We got the all loaves matter. We got the Make Podcast Great Again t shirt. We got them all. We got the hard body karate t shirt. Go to district lines forward slash I am Rapport. Thanks for joining us on this special, special I am Rapport Stereo Podcast edition.